Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi, everyone. It's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Great Game by B.B. Austin, and today we're discussing chapters four through six. Previously, in Amari and the Great Game. Um, so, what had happened whenever we start off this book? Uh, it's the last day of school, and Amari and Elsie are going on field trips, which... I mean, kudos to their teachers and staff because I feel like if it's the last week of school, where whenever I was in school, we might have like a field day, but they're not taking us nowhere because no, that's, that's just a lot a of lot. planning and, and logistics, and they're already tired and don't. And they trying to be out here too, you know? They Everybody's... got they got they got planes to catch. Yes, they got they second jobs to, to start. Packing for <laughs> you know, <laughs> nah. So uh, kudos to them. Um, uh. There's also a Shakespearean uh, like uh, monologues going on basically by teachers, so that and that also sounds fun, um, which is great because we see what happens to Amari once we start this episode. But before Elsie, the president of the Soup Club at the their school, um, decides that she's going to call the members together for one final meeting for the year, and she doesn't. She says it's an emerge and see. And Amari's like, I do not believe this girl in her emergencies, but I'm gonna come through. And we get a whole like fun thing with that. And uh, what she has for them are fortune cookies who that are like very rare and specific. And uh, when Amari gets hers, hers tells her to beware unseen dangers. After she asks her very vague question. So she's the vague answer and response. And we're all just sitting here just unsure um even while on the bus to the aquarium amari um is actually hit with more some specificities including the specifically that elsie is now been accepted to oxford university to study and will likely have to move to oxford to attend university as a 13 year old yeah you heard it Yep, she's that girl. But also, <laughs> it's the first time Amari's been able to have a friend at school that she's so close with. And so she's feeling some feelings. And sadly, Elsie can read her feelings because of Auras. And it's not great. Um, we also have um, her in the midst of feeling all these emotions when the whole bus, except for her, is caught in a time freeze. And when the time restarts, um, that's whenever every, the people who are interrelated with the borough get red alerts about the freeze and it says that it covered most of Georgia and that there's an investigation that is ongoing to figure out what had happened. Meanwhile, this is all happening. They are all trying to figure out this alert and here comes the bigot of the group, Bear, being the hater and just showcasing all of his bigotry and saying that they're going to blame magicians and saying Amari's first one up out of here she's that girl and she's the problem um right after he says all of that amari gets a message she's been uninvited from the bureau summer camp and everything is up in the air for her and that's where we left this that final that last episode of wizard team 
Um, we talked about the pacing of this book, and I want to say that, like, again, BB Austin does not disappoint because if we're in chapter four and she has been unbinded so from <laughs> and like the story ain't even started yet. Yeah. Um, so the storm also knocked out all of the power at the aquarium. So they get all the way there only to turn back around and end up at school watching Macbeth. But Amari's like, not really watching Macbeth because well, she we, got stuff in her mind. We also didn't really talk about, like we had talked about last episode about their teacher and how she like does this Shakespeare thing. But also I don't think we really like dwelled on the fact that this is a one woman show. Like she didn't, she's not including the kids. She's not like, no. oh, okay, yeah. here everybody gets a script and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do it's Macbeth. Giving. She was she the said, best adult volunteer at the library. She's like, everyone enjoys said, when I read the story to the kids. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give the story to the kids. She's been, she been waiting her it's whole giving, life for she's this. Been, she's been <laughs> directing these children in these terrible plays all year. And she said, no. I'm gonna so, show you how, how, how does it. Gonna, for exactly. once, we will have quality. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm gonna give what needs to be given. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to recite Shakespeare with the uh, gravitas of a person who has lived <laughs> life, who actually appreciates the bard and what he has to say. This iambic pentameter, but mm. also I think it's it's funny because it's also like she's like it may be the final week of school, but y'all pull out your notes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pull out your notes. <laughs> Get ready. Um, Amari is back in the auditorium, sitting there while Macbeth is happening on the stage, but she's she's lost in her thoughts. Um, Elsie and the teacher, uh, Mr. Powell, I believe, or I can't 100% remember, um, immediately when they got back to the school, went off to the principal's office to spread the word about Oxford. Um, so she doesn't have Elsie to kind of like grapple with this news that she's been uninvited to camp or make a plan or process. Um, so she decides that she's going to get on the other net and send Maria Van Helsing a message because Maria is the only other known magician who um, would have possibly been affected, right? So mm-hmm. she, um, I think Elsie said that she was in training or something to start teaching at for camp. So she's, uh, she, if, if Amari is being uninvited to camp, then she's thinking like maybe Maria got a similar message or something and she can help me kind of figure out what's going on. But when she tries to get on the other net, she can't access it. And she says like, it feels like not only has she been uninvited to camp, but she's being kicked out of the supernatural world as a whole. And, um, I and we'll get into like later when we hear um, the deputy prime minister Bane like spewing all of his hatred and stuff. But like, she is basically being pushed out of the supernatural world or being marginalized again. Yeah, and it's not like she's no one has talked to her. Yeah, she just got usually letter basically. Right, (laughs) she's just like oh, they're just like oh yeah, you can't come. Oh, you're blocked out of like nobody has come to to ask what you know what I mean where she was. No No one has done any investigation. Message. Nobody's checked in on her. Like you know, at least 
at least. But like when she, they found out she was a magician, they all gathered together in a <laughs> in a meeting and like discussed it with her, right? And like not that that was like the greatest meeting ever, but there was a process that happened as opposed to this just being like, "Oh, nope, you're gone. Bye." And it's like with like she still has magic. She's still like you're not really revoking her ability to like be part of the world she still has a true sight she can, she still, can still see yeah so it's like what, yeah. what is she supposed to do there's no other like instruction it's just your yeah there off. isn't even like a we'll send you more that's what i'm saying there's not even a message like, a, yeah. like, a, like uh, we don't have the instructions yet or you know what i mean but like right stand by while we mm-hmm. figure out you know what's happening so she's just yeah. out floating basically um she tries to text elsie but she can't but elsie can't talk because her parents um came down to the school or at least her mom and so they're all discussing oxford and um and so elsie's (laughs) got her own stuff going on which is also something that makes amari feel alone right like um it's bad timing because she's already like, I don't know what to do. I can't read. I can't actually contact anyone in this world except for Elsie. But Elsie's in the, you know, she's doing this thing that's going to take her away from me. And on top of that, she's supposed to give me a ride home. So now I got to get on the bus. Like, it's just like, which again, it's not, it's not like it's Elsie's fault. It's just like bad timing. <laughs> just all these things are happening at once. Um, and she's half. The one thing good like, thing about the bus ride is that, like, she, it's not a magical bus ride, so at least she's not going to be like surrounded by people who hate her on the bus, you know? Sort of surrounded. Surrounded. Can you hear the yeah. dogs? I can't get her back in the house. One thing about dogs, they're dumb, but they're like dumb in a way that is vast and surprising every single time. Um, where were we? So Elsie can't talk or discuss like what Amari thing is um, because she's busy figuring out and discussing Oxford with her parents and with the school. And it's also one of those things I think about like your friend gets good news around the same time that you're dealing with like difficult news. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you're the person who I would ask to comfort me, but in asking you to like comfort me or help me like work through this bad news does that mean i'm then taking away from or like distracting from you celebrating yourself and i don't want to do that right um and we talked about in like the last episode how amari's grappling with all with just learning about elsie even applying to oxford and then getting into oxford and then is she going to oxford is she then staying over the summer for summer camp which i still don't understand why that's a thing people come home in the summer yeah, well, um, I mean, if her we'll mom is moving mom. over there, then I was gonna say we'll get to her. Yeah, mom. but her mom decides to move over like... there because she's going. Which I get. I mean, she's gonna be early. Like she's gonna be what fourteen she's... in university. Yeah. So I no, get that's like not, not the issue, but I yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I think but saying would... home is where her mom is, and so if her mom is there, then that's home, right? But it would seem to me, first off, in a world in which you have like transporters and. <laughs> you can like have portals and stuff. My family moved um, when my brother went to college. So he, his first 
summer home within a completely different city than like where he left college for. And I remember like him always like, I mean, we didn't move that far. We moved two hours down the freeway, but still I remember him like coming home and then driving back up to Anaheim to like see his friends and stuff. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah, you want to be home is where your parents are, but that's also not the sole like definition of home. Like you want to be somewhere where you feel comfortable and like have a break from school and and all of that change you know what I mean? like a, just somewhere familiar with familiar people so it, okay. to me it just feels like and we'll get there um but like elsie should come back to the bureau in atlanta for summer camp especially because like basically they go to she's going like to university and then like their camp is like a boarding school so like mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I'm also interested because you know her family's like rich or whatever. And I'm also interested in like whether that her mother sees her being at the London Bureau as like a networking opportunity and thus yeah. like circles where her mm-hmm. mom wants her to like interact with her or whatever. It still yeah, just feels to me that like you should, like, I'm fine with like her mom transferring to the London Bureau um, and them going there during the school year, but it still feels to me like the decision should be, but you'll come back to the Atlanta camp, summer camp. Yeah. Yes. I agree that that's the most, like, that that feels the most logical or, like, feels like it would make sense. Um, but we'll get more into her mom. Yeah. Because I think there are other reasons. There are. Can. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, so when I, she tries yeah. to. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. We, I, I'll save it okay. later. So then she tries to like, um, so she's been, she can't access the other net. Elsie can't talk because her parents are there. She gets on the bus uh, for this 45 minute ride home and she's sitting next to this orc um, who like, she's talking about like how, kind of reminds me of like um, economic disparity, I guess. Like you see people and they're talking about like, um, what the people on the bus can like, what the, how they're dressed or things like that. So like this orc has like the bare minimum of camouflage. So it's like a do not, it's basically like a perception filter mm-hmm. for people. And so Elsie, or Amari's uh, looking at the orc and the orc is giving her the like stink eye. And Amari's like, I'm used to this. Sometimes it's like, you know, don't perceive me but sometimes it's like i'm on this bus and it's hot and i'm just not happy to be here um so she tries to engage with the orc tells him that or tells them uh that their newspaper is upside down the orc um looks at her funny starts to talk to her realizes that she's the amari peters the magician and then kind of runs away scared (laughs) so she's just like also, ain't nobody trying to engage with me. Even the, like, most marginalized and outskirts of, like, the supernatural society are scared of me and don't want to engage, interact. So she gets back to the wood, um, which is the Rosewood Projects, sees Jaden, and then feels, immediately feels, like, bad and guilty because her first thought is, like, oh, I won't be able to watch out for him at camp and, like, be his friend at camp like we planned because I've been uninvited. Um, And I thought that this was so interesting because when Amari goes to camp, 
last year in the Amari and the Night Brothers, her first year at camp, Quentin's missing. Quentin is not even at camp. Like, if he wasn't missing, he would have been, like, an agent and not, like, a teaching agent because that was, like, something that him and Maria were discussing. And um, Mm -hmm. he would have just been, like, out in the world. And maybe, I mean, we would like to think that he would, you know, come by or help Amari get set up and, like, walk her through the process and stuff. But, like, she doesn't get that at all and she's just kind of thrown into the deep end plus she has the whole magician thing um and so i think that it just shows how caring and awesome amari is that like her first thing is like oh shoot i'm not gonna be able to look out for him (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so and especially because Jaden gives off the vibes of someone who is like i don't need no help you know, he even told her about, like, the site and stuff when he was going. Like, he he got it, you know? Um, but in her brain, she's planning on not, like, oh, I'm sad because we won't get to hang out at camp or, like, he'll, he'll have to make his own friends at camp or whatever. But, like, I won't be able to look out for him. And um, I think it's also, like, she probably or definitely needed somebody to look out for her when she was there. And, yeah. Like, Obviously, when he goes, the expectation is not that he's going to be another born magician and have to, like, deal with all of that. But it's still, like, it's a new environment. It's, like, very different from where they are growing up. And And even beyond the magician part, like, there was a lot of times in which people would, like, look at Amari because she's, like, a scholarship kid or Mm -hmm. she's not, like, a leg. Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's, like, Um, the classism part. Um, Yeah. That Jaden will have to deal with. Right. And he hasn't been in private school and stuff like her, so it might be his first time that he actually is to like be stay in the same room with people who are acting that way with him. Right. Yeah, and he's been like, you know, we when we saw Jaden in the first book, he's like running with a rougher crowd too. So like, who's to say that like someone don't look at Jaden funny and he, <laughs> you know, gives them the good old one too? You know what I mean? So like, it's just. I don't know it just like to me it just made me feel like good for her and and sad that Mm -hmm. like that was her reaction and she then she kind of runs away so she doesn't have to like engage or talk to him because she doesn't want to have to tell him she's been uninvited she's still kind of feeling like she's gonna or kind of thinking like her and Elsie will make a plan or something that's not all hope is not lost but she is losing hope so as she's going back to her house, she sees Miss Walters the witch isn't in the window. And that's strange because that lady is always in the window and it's nosy. And she thinks like, oh, um, maybe she'll be able to give me more information about this time freeze. Knocks on the door. Um, the door like is open um, or unlocked. Open is like cracked open, slightly like, ajar, slightly yeah. ajar. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's not locked, it's not closed, but like you still have to make a decision. You didn't have to, you didn't have to, to do very it. much for the door to pop open, right? But, but you still have it to... was closed enough for you to not be messing with the door. Yeah. But I also think when when doors are like slightly ajar, if you're expecting them to be closed, it kind of is like is something wrong. So then it makes you feel yeah. like you should open the door. Because <laughs> you're like, do I need to check on somebody? But you also can't be walking yeah. up into people's houses. So it's a whole complicated It's a whole thing. Thing. <laughs> it's uh where does the good when when good Samaritanship goes wrong or something. Right. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. It's a choice 
that Amari decides that's the chance she took. Um, and this is back to the whimsy that I would like in my world. Literally. It's so she, nice. And it's so like, black. It's just like... It is so black. Um, there's boxes and um, it looks like someone's packing up and then she sees a shirt folding shirts mm-hmm. and laundry. And she said, brings a new meaning to the word, to work shirts. And I was like, I love that. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But also I got a pile of clothes on my bed. They just fold themselves. Do y'all also put yourselves away? Cause that's, that would also Woo! be, you know, that would be perfect. Laundry is literally, I don't know if we talked about this before, but it is like the thing that like solidifies one that I have ADHD and two that like adulting is not for the weak of heart. Cause it's not, cause the thing is, is that like, everyone's like, Oh, I have to do laundry as if that's one task. Laundry is literally like 15 tasks in a trench coat. It's like doing doing your hair. It's like, I gotta do my hair. Well, that's a lot of steps for doing my hair. Mm -hmm. You gotta like, if you are, you know, if you care about the quality of your clothes and you're even a little bit responsible, you got to sort, mm-hmm. then you got to wash. And then this part, which I still haven't gotten the hang of, you have to take it out of the washer and into the dryer in a, in the, in a reasonable amount of time. But also you- some of that stuff has to be hang dried. That's why your pre-sort has to be include a sort for the air dry. I, we yeah. always sort our air dry. My problem is I don't life. have enough space to be air drying all my clothes mm-hmm. at the same time. So when I was cleaning my closet, I was like, all right, some of these, I, ha- I was going in the order of, okay, I have space to hang dry these. And then the rest of it is going to, I'm not going to wash them yet until these are dry <laughs> so that I can like switch them out. <laughs> and then the worst part is, I don't know if this has happened to any of y'all. If you do not take it out of the wash in enough time, it gets, it starts to smell a little bit moldy. So you got to wash it again. Yeah. When you, when you live in a shared space, it's harder for that to be a problem. Um, like... Do you know how many times I would get down to my shared space and someone would have thrown my clothes on a table and I'd be like, you right. It's gross. And I got to pay. Now I got to pay to again. wash it again. But also, mm-hmm. you're right. I was tripping. I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't quick with it. Um, yeah, that was, that was also why when I was moving, I was like, I have to have my own washer and dryer. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I can't live like that. Um, anyway, so say all that to say, self-folding work shirt, sign me up. Um so then she hears, Miss Miss Walters is like, excuse me, I'm just walking in folks' house. And then someone from the back is like, and ask her if she plays spades, which Amari is offended by. And also, I, is this a safe, this is not a safe enough space. I can't Never play mind. spades. It's safe. It's okay, fine. cool. It's a safe space. I'm, a, I'm in California. Yeah, I'm like, we. <laughs> I can't play spades. And the I problem play dominoes. Is, is that I was too young no one wanted to teach me. And then there's like this moment in which someone's supposed to teach you. And now I'm like, people are like, you can't play spades. I'm like, who was supposed to win was no one wanted to teach me. 
look at Portia no, looking. No one teaches you spades. That's the sad thing about it. Like, I don't, if people, so please let me know if y'all, someone in who's listening, if someone took you aside kindly one day and was like, <laughs> you're going to learn spades today. Because that is not that's what the, Yeah, that's, that's what I, that is what I, that's what I was expecting. That's what I gleaned. That is what I've, that's that what is, I gleaned. That was is not that, my like, experience. It's not a, oh, you sit down and get in where you sit in and just figure it out. It was, it was literally, I want to say I was like, I think I was in a double digits by the time that I was in, I was allowed into the room where spades was happening. Yeah, you get kicked right. out the room. Because it's a whole separate space. They they drinking over there. You're not allowed yeah. to be where they're drinking like that. So they drinking over there. You're not really supposed to be over there like that. So... When I was around, the, allowed to be in the space where they were playing spades, um, you sit, you observe. If they see, if it seemed like one is, I think it's like it's a confluence of things. Like one, somebody has to sit out a game. They about to go. They had, they need another head or whatever. You coming in because you're the only person sitting around there. You kind of you might get lucky. You might get called to the table, but you can't play. You can't play with them cards once you're at the table. Once you're at the table, you better keep keep watch and you better be uh like if the person who's playing with you or whatever who's on your team y'all coordinate they will walk you through things as you're playing together that's how i first learned spades at least was that you get into the table you sit there you listen to whatever your teammate tells you and then you're like okay 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 and we pull together (laughs) and that is why there have been times where I'm like, do I even remember to play how to play spades? And then I get back to the table and I'm like, okay, no, oh no, I got it, I got it. Like right. it, it's like riding a bicycle. Yeah, you gotta beat it. I would have to like. Me, uh... I don't know if my parents know how to play spades. Like I've just never they asked do. them. I could see my dad for sure, but my dad taught me how to play dominoes, so I can do that. Like, I, and I feel like dominoes. that's usually the thing yeah, that like my like when I go. Um, oh, maybe that's like, like the when we go to like art like. Maybe I don't know, but I like when we do like our like, you know, family slash black. Leave family, it. You know, not not all related, but like those <laughs> kinds of gatherings. Dominoes is usually the one that like we end up playing. Um, so like I remember watching Dominoes, and I remember like now I'll like sit in and play sometimes. But yeah, spades. I never really. Never. I never picked up. It. I never picked up dominoes, but. Dominoes is easy because it's math. It's like it's addition. Like it's not. It's five. It's yeah. It's it's pretty easy. I don't, Here's I don't my know thing: is that like like I don't it, know. Like I don't know. What, like I see. I've seen them on tables, but I don't know what yeah. the things mean. Yeah. When you when it's explained, it's like very easy to explain, and it's very easy to just be like, okay, got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but here's but, the thing: and then it's of course, like, because it's black people, it's a whole lot of shit talking. Yeah, with space, the main thing is, yeah, with space, the main thing is, the main thing is, you can't renege. Like, if you go, if you go, mm. you put down, you, you're That's down it. on it. And if, and mm. if you messed up, if you messed up, your teammates gonna F with, like, they're gonna be like, nah, who's the next person up? Mm-mm. They gotta right. go. They're not, they're not playing the game. And you gotta be, you can't win your feelings because you messed up. So you got to get on out the game. So you mess up, you got to get out the game. It's that's once that Amari game is over. Amari is how old? Amari is twelve at this point now. Thirteen. 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 And she has like this, like, how dare they ask me if I know how to play spades? That is like an insult. But she has Quentin as a big brother, so like, 
If she anyone was going to teach her how to play spades, yeah. <laughs> it would have been Quentin. Yeah, Quentin. But she also lives in an area where there's probably more, like, like if yeah. they're having a block party, they probably have a spades table at the block party. Like, they right. probably, she's probably been around spades. Like, it's, like, like, a thing that happens every summer or something for her. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know, I felt very triggered by that <laughs> theme. Um... I'm not. Li- I'm not lying because it's like it's it's a point of contention where like t- the the talk of spades. Like my job, our um, my last previous job. There's not enough black people at my current job, but at my previous job, the black Slack channel was called the Spades Table, and I felt a way like about fraud. <laughs> a little you bit. Felt, you felt like an outsider, and you're with your own folk. You were just like. Hmm. Well, just like a just like a thing where it's like okay, so my mom had this whole I don't know if I've talked about this before, but did you know like so the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday? Oh song, yeah, we we but I don't know. My mom will bring it up podcast. now. Yeah, we have talked about it on the podcast. No, I said I don't know if we have. I just remember oh. when you texted me about it, and I was like, yeah, no, nah, I didn't know. <laughs> so the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday song was written as like oh, and you know this is perfect timing because oh, this is perfect timing. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It was written to like um, advocate for them to make Martin Luther King Jr. Day a national holiday. My mom one day they were back in in COVID times. They their church started doing these like birthday parades, so they would just all get in like a car, or they everyone would get like in their car and then drive by someone's house and like you know, do like a happy birthday thing and they come outside. So, you know, it's like socially distant and mm-hmm. safe, but so she's like, can you download the Martin Luther King song? Um, but just like the, like the chorus part so that I can play it on repeat. She's wrong for describing and it. And I that said, way. would you call it that? She's wrong for describing it <laughs> right. that way. So I said, what? <laughs> what song is that? Can you download the Martin Luther King song? When did Martin Luther King sing? That's what I want to know. When <laughs> what did he drop an album? What album? She said, what, what's the name of that album? How do you not know? The Stevie Wonder. I said, the Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday. The Black, that's the Black Happy the Birthday Black song. Happy the Black Happy Birthday, birthday song. song. That's what I was introduced to. And I only know the chorus. <laughs> the Black Happy Birthday Same. song. How Same. do you not know that that was, that was a big piece of Black Girl. We only sing the chorus. I only and hear the chorus. We only you would play be the person the to tell me this. I remember you, should, you exactly. like you. Robin came up to me and was like, "So did you know that the uh, Stevie Wonder Happy Birthday was about Martin Luther King?" I was like, "Nope, sure didn't." And then I remember we and went and I, asked and my I mom. Probably was near my near your parents. And I said, "See." Yeah, we asked, we asked my mom. My mom was like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." And then one of even I don't know if it was your mom or mine talking about the verses. I was like, "You think I know yeah. what he's saying in the verses?" It's like, like knowing the verses for the actual Black National Anthem. Like, exactly. Lift your voice and sing. I know the I was first like, bro, one. I know bro. the first one because I that's the first one. And that's it. The first one. Cause y'all never really. You gotta, go to you gotta be in two. Jack and Jill or have gone to an HBCU. No, my gr- I my went grand- to an HBCU. My my I grandma went to, went to and they my mom, they expected us to know the freaking. Whole your grandmother thing. Was, was, like, was hanging my out grandmother with Zornell Uni- Well, no, well, she went to she went to Fisk and was a like a, a singing mate. That's not the word, but like she majored in, in like co- yeah, they singing have- and, and yeah. So like 
of course she knows all three and we used to go to like these like black uh you know celebrations gatherings you know kwanzaa celebrations whoop de whoop and she would always be like throwing shade because they would always always only do the first verse and it was the and funniest like, thing like, to me except i never had the heart to tell her i've never had the heart to tell her that i only things. know the first verse too yeah because yeah. i know i'm like you studied this i didn't stu- none of us studied yeah. it we were just and told. you didn't that was part of your curriculum and that's you why never everybody's curriculum. Play the whole song. The they never play the whole song for your program so in what world in what world do i the child of the person who only ever plays the chorus and most of the time sings it. I don't even know when, I mean, I knew it was Stevie Wonder, but I feel like that was a shock to me even, that it was a recorded song. I just thought that like, we just put some funk on a happy birthday song. I don't really, like, I know, like I I knew it was Stevie Wonder's happy birthday song, but like, we don't even play the song half the time. We just start singing it. We do sometimes. It depends. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. If somebody got their phone or whatever connected to the speaker, yeah. then it's like, all right, let me pull it up. But like, for the and most then time, they you just skip to the chorus. Yeah. Here's the thing. So, so how was anyway, that supposed to learn Spain? I feel like, like God is back to, how, to where we where we came from from here. Was like. Black people don't teach There's each no other. Universe. We don't. We don't teach the generation the same with recipes. Yes. We lose the recipes. My thing is that like if. Where, um, like not on uh, not the black experience is not universal. We all know that. Um, right. in spades is not always the universal language that everyone's gonna pick up. But everybody knows about spades. Like even if you don't know how to play spades, you know the significance it has on the culture, though. Yeah, I. But I think the thing too about black people, and then we need to move on. But this is my last thing, is the shame. Because like this is oh ooh, this is how I'm going to bridge back into what we into Amari. The shame that comes along when we also are not teaching the children. You can't shame me for not knowing a thing you never taught me. Right. Like we were talking. I was talking to my friends about. Um, so Luna's birthday was last week. I threw her a party at the dog park. Kind of. There was just three dogs. One of my friend's dog is a corgi and he was yelling at his corgi because his corgi was trying to herd Luna and Coco. And I was like, stop yelling at him. He is doing what he was bred to do. Like it is in his DNA. It's hardwired. Like, and he was like, I just don't want people to think that like, I don't, I'm not paying attention. Right. Or like, I'm just going to let my dog bark all up on their dogs. And I'm like, I understand that because I, I own a pit bull or pit bull looking dog, a bully breed. Um, So I totally get the like performative dog ownership as well, but it's, it's my dog. And I'm telling you, stop yelling at your dog. It's like the only thing I'm worried about. And I already told him this. I was like, Luna doesn't take well to like hurting when she's playing fetch. And at one point she ran through Joseph so hard, just, and he tumbled. That's the corgi. That's the corgi. The corgi is Joey. Your dog, Joseph. That's hilarious. His name is Joey, but I call him Joseph Hosea. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Jose, okay. I, just... I was like, it's just such a... Got you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, she, she body checked that boy. <laughs> and I was like, see, you don't get in the way of Luna. Ain't nothing get in between her and that ball. But we were, so we were talking about how like, you don't have to teach a corgi how to herd, right? Like they just all of a sudden, like 
Joey is from San Diego. He ain't seen a sheep in his life, but y'all start running around and he gonna be like, get in line, <laughs> get in order. Luna, the first time she pointed, I was like, who taught you how to do that? We not re- you not retrieving no bird. I'm not shooting nothing. You not retrieving nothing. Like, why are you pointing at at these? Like, who? It's hardwired in their DNA. Spades is not hardwired in our DNA. Obviously, because I don't know how to play it, and I'm black. <laughs> Four black grandparents. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm black. Stop shaming us for stuff that y'all don't teach us. I think it's okay, but I think that's a specific beef you got to have with your family and not with the group thread for being named after spades. No, 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 no. I have that with all black people in general, and probably mostly like black people of my parents' ilk when they try to shame you for not knowing something that they should have taught you. That's okay, that's them, but it's yeah. not. Black people yeah, no, in general are responsible for teaching you how to learn, teaching you how to do spades. Well, but you guys are responsible for shaming me into like being quiet when the place is named Spades Table, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna pretend. But it's just the name of it. I'm gonna just pretend like I know. I'm gonna make it like everybody know how to play spades, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. Do they talk about only spades in there? Is that like am I? That's my thing. No, but like whenever we would do like meetups and stuff they're like well you know we have a spades table and i'd be like of course we're gonna have a spade <laughs> it's just the like assuming assuming that we all know how to play and then like it making it so it's scary to be like i don't know how to play this game you don't know the fear portia because you know how to play spades i like, don't i know i just like honestly i'm just such a curious person that i if i like i do get sh- i do know understand shame my thing is and like uh like timidity to mer- like being timid because of a uh, shame but then also have i'm also like if i'm curious i'll just be like so remind me refresh me give me a little quick like right. review Mm. I guess for me, you could also just go in and be like, look, I don't know how to play. So y'all either gonna <laughs> tell me how to play or you're gonna be quiet about it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> or like I'll, or I've, again, if it's just like if it's if you're not bothered, like <clears throat> I feel like it's at this point you've reached the years where you're like, I'm just never gonna pick up spades, and that's completely fine by me. I'm just not gonna do it. Then just be like, just own that. Just be like, I get it. I get that it's a cultural touch point, but it ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't know. I'm just run on shame, I guess. I just feel tremendous guilt. I talk about it with my therapist on, on like all the time. The guilt. The guilt. I, she's like, guilt. I, I have a lot of She's guilt. like, I don't understand how you feel guilty about some of the things you feel guilty about. I'm like, neither do I, but I do. Okay? I feel like I failed. Thank you. So. That was a long tangent. That was a long <laughs> tangent. Feel like we know each other better, listener. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she walks into the house. She decides that she's gonna play spades with uh, Miss Walter and Mrs. Walter's guests. But then, bum bum bum, she finds out that not only is there not one Miss Walter, there are three Miss Walters, maybe possibly four Miss Walters. And I love tell this. her this is the whimsy mm-hmm. that I love. 
I'm like, it, 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 I love how Amari starts putting all of the threads together. She's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's why your ass is always in the window because there's three of y'all. <laughs> I remember that one time I was at the grocery store and I ran into you and then I came back home, home and you were in the window already. in the window and I was like, how'd that happen? We were leaving when you were walking in and you still beat us home. Um, They let her know. They could only get one fake ID. So they all are Miss Walters. Um, because <laughs> they're wanted criminals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and one of them is like, yo, she worked for the she she bureau. Them. She's the feds. She the bureau. <laughs> she's not even she's not even just in the bureau. She is part of the she investigation. Is part of the feds, right? Right. She's a real narc. She's and an she's actual said, agent. And then the other one was like, she got bigger things to worry about. Oh, little Miss Magician girl over there. <laughs> love I love the whole interaction. Yeah. And then we find out, um, Amari's like, wait, wait, wait. You said four of you. I only see three of you. And they're like, Dottie is the fourth witch. But she over there in that jar as a frog because she was caught cheating at spades. And so if you get caught cheating, you have to spend an hour in the jar as a frog. As a frog. And I love that they're like, you have to spend an hour in the jar. They don't mention the fact that Dottie is a frog. Like, you, right. like Amari sees that Dottie is a frog. But they'd be like, the punishment is that you spend an hour in the jar. I'm like, is this the punishment that they t- that you turned her into a frog? Right. Sp- who spends an hour in the jar? They're like they're wi- they're like they're green witches. So what's being a frog? So, it's a, you know it's what a I mean? Two, like, I guess. Prong and it's temporary. Though. It's you not know, like it's, like it's like... not like you're a frog forever because you cheated. At and okay. and you're in their mind, they're be... like they're like, well, what were you gonna not turn you into a frog so that you can't really fit in the jar? The punishment right. is to be in the jar, and we were nice <laughs> enough. To make her small enough to fit in the jar. But also it's like, you know, like they chose, like she, you're a frog. So you're not like an insect in the jar. And also you're in a jar. So you're not like, there's no, they, in a distinct jar. So it's not like there's like, they're going to just forget about you or those spells not going to wear off. And you're going to, they're going to mistakenly use you as an ingredient for one of their potions. Cause they know that's you. It's you right. in the jar for your, you're your in hour the cheating penalty. spades jar. Yeah. You're in the penalty jar. <laughs> penalty jar. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Amari then decides, and this is another thing I love about Amari. <laughs> she believes in her sauce, okay? Um, and so she's like, well, you know what? I ain't trying to get caught. Well, I'm not going to cheat, but I'm also, these witches ain't no, nothing to play with. So I'm going to play spades for as long as it takes for me to get as much information about this time freeze as possible because Miss the, the Mrs. Walters, as they become known, mm-hmm. are always in that window. They know all the tea. So I'm a I'ma sit here, I'ma place with witches spades with the weird w- rules for as long as I can, I can to get as much info as possible and then I'm gonna get out and then I'm out. I'm I'm gonna slide out graciously but quickly you know i'm not trying to win spades i'm just trying to spades is gonna last as long as it takes you know you know who could learn from this just a little bit hmm brie brie (laughs) brie matthews (laughs) just a little bit just a little bit just i'm gonna have an exit plan just yeah an exit plan you got a plan (laughs) for an exit (laughs) 
just just having you mean you can plan for how you're going to make it out of a situation you want to get into an escape plan yep it's okay amari 13 amari was like okay cool especially because she's not trying to become a frog in a jar and she realizes very quickly that she doesn't actually know how to not the rules are because again it's space they're not teaching her what the witch's rules are they're just like these are the this get it sit down steal your car and that's not cheating so what is cheating actually what could i do to cheat so she's like i gotta get in and out as, as quickly as possible get because, in and get out because i'm not trying to i'm not trying to spend an hour in a jar as a frog if if stealing my cards blatantly to right can you even right. Recall, can you like it, she wasn't she said she watched her card get she up and walk out of the <laughs> Just, and then old Mrs. Walter said, "Well, on top of the fact that they're, she's thinking that, that the, the Mrs. Walters that took it, she's thinking that's her teammate. They're on the same team. Mm-hmm. They said, nope, it's every witch for herself. So it's a whole, so many things. Also, my thing, like this passage to me gave me like, there's no way, and this is this is true for a lot of uh, entertainment games." There is no way this game has not started a fight before. Oh, because like, hundred oh, percent. They put each other in jars. Yeah. yeah, and that's the like, okay, that's the agreed upon. Even oh. the kind of like decks that they have, and what the kind of punishments that are re- mm-hmm. like, I know there's been fights from these car- these games. I know there's been definitely fights. I I wouldn't I wouldn't believe you if you told me there weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, so they're playing, and then Amari very, you know, nonchalantly, it's like, so that that time freeze, that was wild, huh? What, what y'all know about that? And I love, I love how black the scene is because, like, the witches are like, play first, gossip second. We right. will gossip, but you're, like, let's just make sure that you are playing your hands, right? And then they're like, um, it's more strange. Like, the time freeze is one thing, but what's more strange is what we haven't seen and what we haven't heard, which is that, like, anytime there's a little hiccup, old Prime Minister Merlin be all up on your TV, all up on your other net, and we ain't heard a peep from him. And it seems like Bane who's the deputy minister is the one calling the shots right now. And so that is why we are getting up out of here. <laughs> like they were like, um, we ain't heard from Merlin and it seems like Bane's in charge and we don't trust this man. So Bane, the deputy prime minister is a waste race, race, race. Um, and we learned this in the first book, I believe when we were talking, when they talked about the great war, but like basically the race are like victims of that big war with the Moreau, with the Knight brothers. Um, and so they are like spirits. They're like half corporeal. Um, and that is just like, they weren't born. They were made basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they were cursed. Yeah. They're cursed by the, they're cursed. It's the living death curse. I think is what it's called. Mm. Um, so I will say too, just briefly, um, and also kind of funny, I, I must, now I'm realizing I must say this, um, the last two magical creatures we saw, we saw an orc and we saw a wraith. Um, both of those are in Lord of the Rings, but anyway, 
I was the point is that I do love and we probably mentioned it um in the last like when we were talking about the night brothers just like how many different like supernatural creatures there are um and how they're just like from all different kinds of lore and they all just kind of like you know pop up and have different experiences and things going on so I love when we just get like a new one that's introduced mm-hmm. um this one is the worst I don't know. I'm not all wraiths, but this particular wraith is the worst. But <laughs> just not all wraiths hashtag. exist in the in the world, I think is interesting. I so I do also like the idea of like mythological characters that we understand um and have their own mythology, having kind of a new origin story. Um and so I think that Amari kind of does this because I've never seen something where a race is or at one point was human and then was like cursed into race dumb. I've never read a story mm. like that before. Maybe or I Lord of the Rings. Either. Oh. Oh, maybe, oh, I lied. Well, I did go. read Lord of the Rings, but I do not remember <laughs> that's what they were called because it's been that long of a time. Well, they're called Nazgul. But Wraith is another name for it because Dre R. Tolkien doesn't know how to just give things one name. So, <laughs> I now Nazgul rings a bell. Yeah, wraiths, but they're wraiths, they're ring wraiths, because they were. <laughs> we don't have to get into it. We don't have to do it. Again. Have y'all it's seen Doctor Strange and <laughs> the? Uh, they're Doctor... ring wraiths. Have you seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I saw it. Yeah, just yeah. Once. But, you know, yeah. whenever he's like, um, like going up the mountain in like in the zombie body, and they're all attacking him, mm-hmm. that's what a wraith mm-hmm. looks like in my head. Is that a correct? I mean, I think they so like the way that they describe Bane later when we see him is more like he's in black and white. That's what I. That's what the race kind of were in uh, Doctor Who. Um, yeah, well, what I think because they're like they're like Stephen Strange, and they're just like fighting him off the. On yeah, the... I don't really remember. Well, that's I have to. I need, I need to. Re, I need to see it again. Um, in Lord of the Rings, it's more like uh, ghosts. It's not really ghosts. It depends. We don't I'm have to get into it. It's fine. For you. I'm sorry. This is just a whole tangent on. But like, I like, like you said, like the lore is cool. So it's fun to like, like sit and conjecture about it for a second. That's why mm. I was thinking, like, whenever you were saying that, like, they're cursed with this life after death kind of thing um that's what i was thinking in my head i'm like oh dang what would be what would i hate more like living out life as a wraith or living out life as a zombie um a zombie because you have to eat brains yeah, yeah. that would be disgusting mm, no thanks and your body's like deteriorating and when you're a wraith you don't really you're, have a body anymore yeah you're yeah. literally like decaying yeah you have right. a body Whereas as a wraith but you're like in and out of corporeal form which i think is right. annoying and like you know like you go to like reach for a door and all of a sudden you're going through the door like that's like it's off kilter but i have, mm-hmm. I have anxiety i live life off kilter i'd rather do that than i would right. feel a little bit like you know as opposed to like you know losing my finger just falling off because it is in smell i think the smell yeah. is probably that. yeah mm-hmm. but how is your sense of smell whenever it's the my case. sense of smell is terrible but the idea of like the other day this dog is nuts. Uh, the other day, someone came over and I was like, does it smell like dog in here? <laughs> Can you let me know? And I lit a candle just in case. 
I mean, but yeah, I that's, like, gonna, that's gonna make things better, not put a smell on top of smells. I don't know. I can't smell. I'm, I don't want you to be sitting here awful because Coco stinks. Poor Coco. I mean, she's getting weekly baths. She got a bath yesterday, so. No, I'm just saying, like, Coco has so many things going so many against things. her right now, because she just, she be doing, it sounds like she does a lot, so it just, it's funny. It's just like, poor Coco. She's gone, she's gone through it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm also curious about, and we then we can move on, um, and probably maybe it'll come up again, like, in later, when we, like, see Bane, obviously he's gonna show up again more, or more. Mm-hmm. Um, curious about how race, like, experienced the world, because they mm-hmm. are sort of, like, in be- this in-between space, um, and, like, again, not to go deep in the Lord of the Rings, but just briefly, like, I know with those wraiths, like, you see them in, like, your living world or whatever, but there's also this, like, it's not quite, like, death, but there's this other, like, hidden world, and they kind of exist on both planes at the same time, and so I'm curious if that's, like, similar for these wraiths, if they, like, exist on different planes, or if the world looks black and white to them, because they've kind of been pulled sort of out of it it, in some ways, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting, like, bit of world building that is, yeah. I'm curious to know more about, but also I don't want to have to deal with Bane to get that information, so. (laughs) Bane to me, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna keep it 100. Bane to me is, um, if, it's what, it's what, like, the, you know, we talk about, like, please go see a therapist, like, please Mm -hmm. go get, like, deal with your, like, his PTSD has run amok. Um, his PTSD is like taken over and has now become a like policy. It's it's giving Tony fucking Stark is what it's giving. Well, no, it's I don't think it's quite Tony Stark. I think that it's worse than Tony Stark. I would say it's a lot worse. I think it's it's revenge. Like it's a different thing. Like he, it is revenge. Like it's, it's not, not just, like, vi- but it's not just. But revenge. it's not just that. It's I'm saying it's not just like. I wouldn't say it's just therapy. I think yes, therapy could help. But you have to like want that help and you have to think that what you're how you're moving around is wrong, right? Like in his head, it yeah. just kind of solidified. He's for justified him that, in his Yeah, head. he's justified for, in yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah. Um and the Walters say like a he mean has grudge. He has a vendetta against mm-hmm. magicians and it's like open. And they and so they say Merlin is who has kept him in check. But if he's in charge, then, then we got How go. did he ascend so far? Wait, 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 wait. We're talking ahead of the chapters that we're not, we're supposed to be getting into. You're right, right. So let's still. finish this part. I mean, I that got... was my, that was a question I had when I was reading this particular chapter was like, how did he yeah. become deputy? Get, deputy that, was, that was my question here too. But I, yeah. but I know we're going to get more like, information that's going to make talk it about, even worse. So like she says, um, I'd have to like look it up, but we're, I'm trying to like, you know, get us through here. Um, the war was centuries ago. And like, she says at some point, I don't think it's in this chapter, or maybe, but like, he's not even plotting revenge against the people who he fought against. Like now this like their descent, like they, it's, it's the descendants of those people or people who have like, you know, like Amari is out here 13 years old. She was not around centuries ago. She should be able to go to camp. Um, right, and she's a born magician, so she didn't really have a say in it anyway. Not that they care. Um, 
And so my question as well is not only how did he get that far because like Trump was president in this world. I so, get that. You know what I'm saying? Also, like I'm also just like January 6th, there was a bunch of people out there. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. I understand I'm not naive to like the levels of hatred that can rise in the ranks and all that stuff. My question is how does he still there? Right. Where are the supernatural millennials being like, you're too old. <laughs> Where You've been are deputy the, prime minister at, my whole life. We're millennials, and look at how we're we are with all the boomers who are in office. And but we mad at them. them. But I'm gonna say, Marlon is like is immoral. He has been. Yeah. He has been the. So uh, what are the? When do they? When do they vote? Seven hundred years. They don't. Is this a democracy? It, like. it don't see. Is this? Is it a monarchy? What is going on? I don't know. Also. In the next chapter, he just declares that he's acting prime minister. So, like, we're we're not there. We're not there yet. Sorry. Oh, that's like, yeah, you're right. Anyway, how? What are the term limits? Is the question that I have that need that I need an answer to, uh, Mister Austin, sir? What are the term limits? Um. So, Amari. Um gets her questions asked and then they're like okay but you got to play your last hand she's like oh y'all notice that right she loses the hand um she plays an ace but the other one of the mr mrs walters plays the ace of danger and that hits all of the other witches um with lightning but skips over amari and amari's like oh that's weird and they're like oh we're not surprised we saw your video you can control lightning and they ask what else she can do and she says i don't even i don't even know I don't even, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even know. And that is where chapter four is. Yeah, there's, there's mystery afoot. Here on Wizard Team, it's no surprise that we love books. We also love supporting the independent bookstores. With our bookshop affiliate link, you can not only get all the books on your TBR, but you can support indie bookstores and BNC at the same time. And if you're not sure what you want, that ain't no problem. Check out our The Plot Thickens list full of recommendations from none other than Portia herself. Head to www.bookshop.org slash shop slash Black Nerds Create to treat your shelves. Treat your shelves. Oh, that's that's nice. That's cool. Oh, my goodness. That's clever. Um, but yeah, so then uh, chapter five, um, the, so the the Mrs. Walters, they dip, they got their, their car pop, uh, pulls up, they, they pick up their game and, uh, homegirl in the jar and they are out <laughs> um what I'm saying. I, like, I have another question too though it's explain like if she pops up because it says four the four of them but it doesn't say if she popped back up as her or she's still in the no jar, i think she's still, still in the i think jar. she's still in the jar it's been it hasn't been an hour yet damn um I, mean, I guess it makes her more transportable maybe yeah. they were like you go stay in this jar while we take this uber because you know they go they charge you once you hit a certain number of people maybe and i mean if her hour's not up her yeah. hours not up. So what my she, question what, though is that like where exactly are they going? Because I mean they're gonna get out of the city. 
That's on a need to know basis, Robin. But it's on a need to know basis. <laughs> well, no, what what I'm saying what well, what I'm thinking is um the magical is it the magical congress that is like there's supernatural magical, world or the supernatural world congress, congress yeah. which I'm assuming is kind of like the UN. Is there like a governing body in Atlanta, Georgia, and so they're going to go to like Maryland and, the, and not the be Bureau. World Congress. Exactly. So I'm like, where are they going? That they're not. They're going to go I to mean, the underground where the Sasquatches are. Yeah, I'll say they have the Sasquatches up too. Okay. They probably got them them a new lair, you know, mm-hmm. prime real estate. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we're out of the city, but I'm like, and. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the the magical the supernatural mayor. She's not she's not telling she's not telling Amari like okay so if you don't want to find us because why would you no no right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that but I'm saying the idea of like leaving is confusing to me because of like what is the jurisdiction of Bane? But I also think that like it's still early like they can tell that something has happened. They're just making Bane themselves is in scarce. charge, most likely. So they're being, they're, uh, what's the word? They're getting ahead of it. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah, but I it, mean, I guess it's, t- to me, it's like. It's easier if they, like, if they were to wait for Bane to gain all control and be sending, you know, folks after they have record of where Mrs. Walters lives, right? So you're, like, but they're just getting off the grid. Yeah. Right. They're just dumping this fake ID before before they even before start their even... investigation and start trying to look for people and rounding folks up. They're like, we I don't know if they're okay. if they're dropping the ID yet, but they probably yeah. they, only, they only got the one, so they probably they got, got the one to go to another one. So they probably are just like, if and if Miss Walters ever shows up on the radar, she won't be there where they're looking to find her. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's not the only question I have about governance in this world but it'll do for now i mean yeah <laughs> um so yeah so, so based on what you know she's heard from the, the tea that she's gotten she's still trying to like figure out how this can apply into like how she can get back into the bureau um and primarily to see quentin like it's still that's still a concern for her right quentin was in australia for a minute they're trying to like break the curse that he that has him in a coma um but he's back in atlanta now and so that's really the only way that she can see him is if she goes to the bureau because that's where he's being um cared for um but she gets home and her mom is making gumbo spicy gumbo Um, this is strange to me as someone who loves gumbo with my entire heart and soul. There's a level of spice that is important, but they be talking about peppers and stuff. Not everyone has the same recipes. No, I understand, but I'm saying like, they would talk about the gumbo as if it was like chili. And I really want to try it. Cause I'm like, what is spicy go- like maybe it's the sausages that they I think it use? sounded more like it sounded Actual more like heat mom spice. yeah it sounded to me like mama peter's recipe she just be throwing all the spice in it not necessarily that it's different from like gumbo just her personal recipe she she be trying to burn the tongue off she makes yeah she makes it hot okay yeah um and amari is kind of like so you know it's not just me and you eating this right like elsie's coming over 
Um, I love how Amari <laughs> kind of like says that's the thing without saying the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, I know. Her I don't think she's grown up in a household where they. Right. In a household where she's had a regular interaction with spice. Right. Even though she may breathe fire, but yeah, I don't know if we want to do that in the house. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, but they, you know, they they joke a little bit about it and move on. Elsie shows up in the teleport. These people just be teleporting into places. They're like, stop teleporting into my living room, though. Teleport come on, it to the front door. The door. Although I guess Elsie can't really do that because it's uh public and yeah. And it seems like Mama Peters is used to it. Like she doesn't even all she does is like come give me a hug. She gives you know she has the big auntie because it's Elsie. Yeah, because it's Elsie. Yeah. I think she's just like and it, at this point it's probably happened before. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since they've been friends. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I think at this point she's used to it and she's just like come give me a hug. She's like I gotta pop off to the store real quick and then we can eat. Um, I love that she says I'm gonna pop off to the store right whenever she can tell there's like an awkward tension around the right. discussion. Right, she right because she notices that Elsie has on like an Oxford shirt, um, and uh, she's like, "Oh, look at you, like thinking about college." And Elsie's like, "Well, I actually got in." Uh, and so, yeah, mom, not that far like, off. It's more like in the next couple of months as opposed right. to the next couple of years. Years, and so she kind of peeps that there's a little bit of tension there um and it's like okay well i'm gonna just like i'm a head off um there's also <laughs> a a like amari kind of reflects a little bit i think before elsie gets there about the kind of difference in her relationship with her mom now um in the last book she was like her mom was busy all the time she was always out they're both like dealing with their grief about quentin's disappearance um and most people telling them that he's dead at this point and like all of this going on and then she goes to summer camp and she's just not really in communication with her right whereas like now they know quentin's alive moms knows more about the supernatural world um they're able to like they just you know this the the relationship is a lot lighter they're able to kind of get back a little bit to like how things were before even though you know, there's still some things. Amari's not telling her about being kicked out of the bureau, but partially because she thinks that she can figure out figure it out before she needs to tell her. She's like, I want to try some things first before I like break it to her. Um, but yeah, they're just in a better place, um, which is nice. And her mom got a, got a promotion, like- so like her work schedule is different. Is like not as um, demanding as it was before. Yeah. Two things about this. One thing is that I love that Universal mom got a promotion, so she gets more by and does less. Um, I know. <laughs> just capitalism and ugh. anyway. Um, I I also think about like just how important it is. For the adults in your life to like know about the supernatural or for Mm -hmm. Mama Peters to know about the supernatural world. Because it's not even just like, oh, I mean, yes, their relationship is lighter, but there's like, there's like, she's not. I feel like when you are trying to keep secrets from people, you just inevitably stop sharing 
everything, whether or not mm-hmm. it's attached to the secret or not, just because it's like, I don't want to open myself up and possibly slip or, you know what I mean? And so like, as a parental and child relationship, that's very dangerous. And so it's something I hated, um, especially because like, they knew what, well, they knew more about what what happened to Quentin and just let her fam let let his family just rot in in unknowing for way too long. But like, it just causes a lot of damage, and so it's nice to see that like repair. And a lot of that too is because Amari gets to be like her full self at home again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so mom mom dips uh, and. Amari and Elsie kind of discuss Oxford more. Amari asks, like, so you made your decision that you're going? And Elsie's like, my mom pretty much decided. She's transferred her job and rented an apartment. And, okay, this is this is my main thing. Elsie just found out she got in how many hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like she found out Three, four two tops. weeks ago. It's not like she just found out two months. She knew two months ago that she was going to Oxford and her mom has been in the process. Her mom said, oh. You're in Oxford. Okay, we need to meet with your teachers immediately on the last day of school. And then I'm going to put in a transfer at work and I'm going to rent an apartment that we're not even going to move into until August because you're still going to go to summer camp in Atlanta. So it's just I'm wondering, so Elsie didn't tell Amari because she wasn't trying to like jinx it or didn't really believe that it was like a thing. But I'm wondering like how much advance notice her mom had and... Um, I mean, I think that what kind of Portia string she pulled, maybe, or like, or like advanced preparation that she did, like in it, like she was like, if she really wanted the London thing to happen, she was like, well, let me just go in and line up things. Let me look at like she was while the application was being sent in, she was looking up apartments, right? She maybe just like, and for I me, mean, it's and- not even for me, it's not even even if she had that that lead time and was just like, you know. I know my daughter's brilliant, so she's going to get an Oxford and doing that. My point is, like, you still have a couple months. Like, it didn't need to all happen today. That's what yeah. I was and saying. And also, I it feels like it depends it, on if she has social ambitions for her daughter to be part of those circles that she knows mm-hmm. that are there in London because she is rich and she knows about the different social circles or whatever. And I think that's what it gives. It gives, like, this ambition and, like, this pushing of Elsie to be a certain kind of person and like at this point Elsie's lucky in the sense of like the stuff that her mom is pushing you to do is stuff that she was gonna do anyway right like she is brilliant and she's gonna make inventions she pulled up to the uh Peter's house with a giant bag of her latest invention just in case she gets inspiration in the you know what I mean so like it's but at the same time I just feel like you know we haven't met Elsie's mom in person yet but like everything we hear about her is like not great not a good not a good impression um and so it very like calculating very calculating very like you said ambitious which isn't always bad like being ambitious is not a bad thing but when you are doing that like through your kid um and then we also already know that she's not like the biggest fan of Amari um, because yeah. she's a magician. And so, so it's, you know, when, when in the last book, when all of those like families were attacked by the hybrids or whatever um, and 
Elsie's mom found out that Amari, as she was at Amari's house, she was like, no, you gotta cut, you gotta leave now. You can't be here. Um, even, um, like, it also feels like the, the pushing for her to go again, like we were talking about Robin was like, well, what about coming back to her friends? Her mom doesn't like Amari. So she doesn't think that Elsie needs to come back to hang out with Amari and Elsie doesn't really have other friends here. You know what and I mean? And even if so, it was yeah. on like the bur- burrow heads and chiefs or whatever that she's like been working under that she's made those like good relationships with that doesn't she's like she can go to london do the same thing they're more prestigious over in london right. anyway so yeah. yeah i mean i definitely get the sense of like her mom using this as a way to exacerbate like space between her and amari and like was probably hoping like oh you know they'll she's an inventor or like they'll start school and she'll you know They'll slowly kind of, their friendship will, you know, slowly fade or something like that. Or with every, like, anti-magician sentiment thing, like, Elsie might see the light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't happened all year. And they seem to have only and gotten I, closer. And I think, um, too, like, Amari, you know, in quotes, proved that she's a good magician or whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that she was a lot more quiet Slightly about more her tolerant. reservations right like a little more tolerant yeah. not really saying anything letting um um uh letting their driver drive Amari home letting them hang out letting them do all this stuff and now the time freeze happened like she almost didn't want Elsie to come to dinner even though they had already planned to do that right it took Elsie's grandmother to be like no she should get to do this because they're not going to be able to hang out anymore for for a long <laughs> time like for a while after she when she goes to school um like it's just her mom definitely buys into that like prejudice against magicians and i'm sure there's some like you know mari's not a rich and wealthy kid from like a rich family she's you know there's like this social capital that she doesn't have and so i think that yeah like if she was if if elsie was best friends with maria would it be this difficult lara technically because maria yeah lara well but but maria is a magician so that would be but that's what i'm saying but maria is a thing as well so then dylan yeah yeah or dylan yeah done you know if we knew he was a magician but he hadn't have like if he was a good magician with the right name would she have the same tight leash on elsie's friend elsie and also we're not like not to leave the race out of it because right like Elsie's yeah. mom is not a woman of color, as far as we know. Even even women of color can be anti-black. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even black women can be anti-black, which is <laughs> a problem. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think there's also like, I don't know. Uh, I was, for, I, my thought was that like the social capital that if her, if Elsie's mom is a social climber and is interested in social capital uh, most in uh, like pushing her daughter forward then i i also want to note that she probably has like weighed what social capital amari has uh and the only thing she really had going for her in the bureau or whatever prior to her like showcasing that she was a good magician um is that she is the sister of quentin and quentin is like you know like i feel like older people 
look at people who are younger who build like a splashy career or whatever as like oh they're just like a fad or they're like trendy for the moment or they're like you know like a flash in the pan or whatever um and I could see her mother being like the even the things that Amari has in her corner are not even that impressive or whatever in comparison mm-hmm. to my daughter who does all the you know what I mean she's like one of those it seems like she has that kind of vibe and like her parents are I don't know if academics are the right word, but they were, they're prestigious, like dragon. That's how they ended up uh, adopting Elsie in the first place. So they also Mm -hmm. have their own, like, um, like social capital cachet type of thing that they're trying Mm -hmm. to maintain as well. So um, she's just, she's a difficult woman. And, it's, and we and didn't I, even met this lady yet. Where are yeah. you pulling all these conclusions That's the thing. Together? That's yeah. the part is like we haven't actually met her yet. Um, but everything that we have learned about her is not cool. And also, um, it's just interesting that like Elsie hasn't bought into that stuff. But I well, think, I think also Elsie is too. not. I think that's also part of it. Like Elsie has not been able to build that like kind of social capital the way that her mom I think you know what I mean like the way that her mom would necessarily she's want. been like pushed out from that mm-hmm. like like Lara has been her bully like that has right. been yeah. yeah but I also think there's a thing about like uh, I it's just like like when kids aren't picking up what their parents are putting down on the way part of it I think is also like if they're not actively just uh, being like if they're not also being re- like rebellious is um sometimes like people you want to see the best in your people around you especially your parents and I can see that be a thing for Elsie where she's like she's only reading the better parts of her mother and not necessarily holding too close to heart the things that she doesn't agree with with her mother right now or that she chalks it up to overprotectiveness yeah like being worried mm-hmm. yeah um, but I think, but I think that's her. That's her painting it in a better light of like yeah. she's worried. She's just she really cares about me. She's concerned. That's a nice thought sentiment to put behind it mm-hmm. instead of actually trying to interrogate. Actually, if this is coming from a worse place, right? Yeah, and it's possible that like I mean, who knows? Because um, we don't. I don't know like what is coming in the next book and like whether that's something mm-hmm. that's gonna be addressed or like you know a central part of the book, but. That can also be something that like comes with age, you know, like as you get older and you're just starting to like realize like, oh, that's like, it could be a, that doesn't make me feel good right now. And you don't really know why you're like not mm-hmm. completely able to interrogate it. And also that's your mom. So you're trying to like, like you said, like think the best of the situation. Um, and as you get older, you just start to like. But also sometimes you start to learn also, stuff. Like sometimes right. people will not tell you stuff, and it's only whenever you get older you get access to more information. Right, and you just get more contact. Gatekeeper, mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, oh. Right. Okay. It just kind of unlocks more context. Yeah. You know what I just feelings that you were having. I yeah. just thought about there is a prestige in a way of Elsie being the last wear dragon mm-hmm. or known wear dragon, but there's also a safety. In the fact that she hasn't shifted. Like, also that she's not connected to any of her people because, yeah, she, like, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, is the last one. So she doesn't have a culture that they can, like, be, like, holding her up to or, like, 
like yeah, she's she like can a, feel disconnected from, and she can actively mm-hmm. voice to her mother that she feels disconnected from or whatever. I was thinking about how the reason Amari and Elsie roomed together in the first place was because Laura got all of these people and parents scared about possibly rooming with the were dragon, and so. I'm also wondering that after, because, you know, spoiler alert, she does complete a full shift. Like, if her mom is going to even treat her more as, like, a threat or differently, because it's one thing, you know, like, people, like, it's going to sound awful, but, yeah. they When they adopt children from third world countries or the you know the bad side of town or whatever and they have this sense of like like you said Portia like this like sense of I did good and I saved this child but Mm -hmm. as soon as that child like does connect to like their culture and where they're actually from all of those negative stereotypes it's no longer like oh I saved them it's like what did I bring into my home type of Mm -hmm. thing um it's also a sense of like how they should be grateful for yes And you show your gratefulness by assimilation. And mm-hmm. obeying. Yeah. That's assimilation too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're obeying that the, the dominant culture is the correct culture. So let's all get in a line and all assimilate. Let's do that. Yeah. So I'm interested too to, to see if we see more of her mother um, in the upcoming books, but also like if that relationship changes. Yeah, and just Ooh, what that tra- dynamic is. Transracial um, adoptees. <laughs> I don't read fanfic, but I don't know what it is. I think I, is it in this book? I don't, did I just make this up in my head after reading it one day? I don't know. You tell me. I, for <laughs> one, for whatever reason, something in, told me in my brain that she, we're going to find out that Elsie's not the last one and that she may have relatives mm. alive. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. I don't. I, I, I don't know that I think so, but I hope so. It's giving Doctor Who. Let's do it. Pull him. Pull him through the uh, through the time vortex. Let's go. I do not get that <laughs> reference. It's fine. It's it's uh, what's it called? Doctor Who when he come when like the new new Who when it comes back, he's, he's like the last, the last the time, time lord. But then, like every few seasons, there's a moment where the other time lords pop up for whatever reason and he has to defeat them so it's kind of funny because it's like but you're like we're time. we're go- we're they're gone and i'm so angsty about the fact that like they're gone and then every time they try to come back he's like oh y'all don't actually need to be here y'all suck uh, <laughs> so, actually i actually, was, uh, i just i just know, like to have that as part of my tragic backstory right i don't like, like to actually back it up have back it up yeah. In my life. yeah time yeah, lords in just, theory are way better than time lords in reality in, re- in real yeah or paradoxical yeah. reality or whatever the hell they be doing they be it's always be some weird like convoluted way that they come back but anyway that was yeah um uh, well thank you for the breakdown because actually i'm like okay that, that sounds like a good okay i get it all right <laughs> cross cross nerd uh connection um exchange cultural exchange um so as Amari and um Elsie are like discussing um Elsie gets an emergency alert on her phone um that there will be an announcement so it says something like you know please make sure you're in a quiet place alone which is like I think a weird thing for it to say out loud um like say you were in public like on the on the bus or something and it's like please make sure you're in a quiet place like mm. 
Like how? now everybody's gonna come look at my phone. Cause... Right. Versus being like, let me just versus it just like saying it on the thing and you can just like slip headphones in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but also, you know, because Amari has been blocked from the other net, this is the only way she would find out this information is that Elsie is here and they can look at it on her phone. Because Amari's not getting this alert on her phone. Um so again, they're just like, you're done putting you in the dark, but not mm-hmm. explaining why or how or you know what next steps are. Um so we find out that the time freeze, you know, we everybody knows about the brief time freeze that happened. But what they don't know until now is that the entire Supernatural World Congress is still frozen. So it kind of like pans to them and they're all just like, you know, there's like folks hanging from the... From, I love that like because it's... Uh, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh! Um, for I guess this is a it's podcast. a podcast. We froze. We froze. They both we froze. froze. <laughs> um, but okay, because this is a supernatural world, right? You got creatures hanging from from the ceiling. You got folks in mid flight. You got like folks sitting down. You got all this kind of stuff happening, right? But they're all frozen, um, including Merlin, who's standing at the podium and is just there looks to be um, in shock but yeah. the other thing too of like and i i believe we get to like kind of rewind and see this way later on in the book mm-hmm. but um it feels like they freeze but they know something is doing. happening yeah they're like novel. they're aware like, the congress they saw like, why, are you, happening why are you in flight mid congressional right. uh yeah I was about to say Congress, Congressional Congress, mid meeting. But also, yeah, like he's in, he's at the podium, so he's speaking. So why would right. you be flying while someone else is talking? You know, right? You're just right. Like, it's they, Unless they're just like hovering, maybe that's just their right. not enough seats. They're like, this is my work. Instead of having because like, they're definitely folks hanging from the ceiling too, like a bat or like a spider. Yeah. Right? I don't know if that's what they are, but just like they're the vampire bat. Like they're just right, like, just like I'm listening. Um, so yeah, so it definitely looks like they. Even if they didn't all see, at least a few of them saw something was happening, but then, you know, didn't have time to prevent it. Uh, so then it cuts It cuts to Bane, who, again, he looks like he's in black and white um, because he's kind of been pulled, you know, because he's a wraith. Um, so he explains that this has happened because the supernatural world has grown tolerant. And he kind of like spits, it's all in italics. He's like, we've grown tolerant. I'm like, okay. I so have this to is the kind of person that, is... that we're about to deal with. That's like how Yeah, this is one of those like, like, um, one of those speeches where you're like, oh, so you're not even trying to dog you know, You just, no, yeah. you're saying it. Okay, it's I also want to say, I also want to say um, that this chapter made me realize that this year on wither team is going to be a year of rage because we're dealing with these people <laughs> in this book and then we gotta go to blood Bart with more Ugh. just like terrible Ugh. people and just so that you're all aware i mean i'm assuming <laughs> since this is a spoiler heavy podcast that you know this but just to like process um there's gonna be a lot of anger <laughs> Because Bane is, is the baddie. Bane is. But he's also like, 
Bane is the bane of our existence, like right. of the supernatural yeah. world existence. And it's but also, it's also like, like, oh, go ahead. Okay, so so then so this thing is he's blaming magicians and other, and this is the first time we've hear this term. They call them unwanteds. Um, which how are you just gonna call somebody to their face unwanted? Like, how about your unwanted bane? I nobody wants you to be the leader. You're the unwanted here. Come on, like, how did you even? Why are you here? Merlin? A Merlin is the prime minister, not you. You're unwanted to fulfill this position. Come on. So he that? he says uh, we must never forget the unwanted's crimes. So unwanted's are um, folks we'll who will get we'll, we'll get they, they explain it later. Okay, cool. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was in this chapter. So he says we must never forget the unwanted's crimes, and we would, should never forgive. First of all, it's been seven hundred years. <laughs> so Yo! yes, it was a terrible <laughs> thing that happened to you. You should not have been turned into a wraith. That was horrible. The Knight Brothers should have paid for their crimes, and they did. They're both they're dead. dead. They're dead. So they're both dead. at this point, <laughs> at this point, you need to move on, and you need to get over it, and you need to learn. You know, you have other. You're not the only wraith in this world. So find your little wraith community and figure out how you're going some to move through the world. Group and for therapy, the sake, PTSD, some something. Come on, like for find the different sake things of- that you can do. For the sake of the people who are going to try to play devil's advocate here, let me stop you, okay, real quick. Because I feel like people are going to be like, well, is this not similar to African Americans and how they talk about reparations? And let's talk about that, okay? So the perpetrators of uh, chattel slavery in the United States, because that's the one that I can speak about, that I know there's other contexts, the Caribbean and Africa continue to have, con- to this day, so it's called like, France still like, gets so- money! France for colonizers. All, all of their colonized countries pay them look, look. for colonizing them. Look, let's talk about Belgium. Ooh. Let's talk about, ooh, let's talk about rubber and what King Leopold, but okay, all right. Well, I'm going to keep it to the U.S. context because we're here. Um, y'all like to play this whole, that was so many, that was so long ago for that. And we're talking about how it's been so long ago for uh, Bane and his wraithness. Here's the thing, though. The people who did perpetrated that against him, they did. They gone. And And they're not in charge. They've 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 been suffering the consequences of that. The people who, not who who were there, but the people who were descended from them and who have that magic, they've been perpetrated since then the whole time. None of them have been in charge. None of them have been, like... None of them have have had power, systemic power. They have been second-class citizens that whole time. They're meeting. We're gonna get to the next and chapter. Still They're like, all what, meeting three in secret. Times as long ago as chattel slavery, seven hundred years. Who? If the if it was seven hundred years ago, it's about three times, a little bit less than three. We're about two fifty, two fifty four, two sixty, out of American yeah. chattel slavery it was like two hundred sixty years ago. Yeah. So, seven hundred years is. You know? I'm not even counting. So I'm not even going to do calculus on that because because the main issue with chattel <laughs> slavery in the United States context is that we those people have stayed in power. Right. They are they are Brooks Brothers. They are banking institutions. They mm-hmm. are families who continue to carry a lot of wealth or even mid upper wealth and never paid people for their labor. And so those same people are out here looking for having to deal with assistance and being looked down upon and being societally pushed down from being able to uh, like to 
ascend to get to a place where they can actually maintain a level of power. And then talked about as if, well, just pull your boots up, spy your straps or whatever. And we're that's we're continuing to carry a, like a shame that does not belong to us. The shame belongs to the perpetrators, and the perpetrators are still in power. Like Bayana was saying, in this world, the people who hold the power were the people who have vict- were victimized. And so we're led to believe. So it's like you're the I'll deputy minister says. you're the deputy prime minister of the and you are raped you've been around and you have since not the actual war you've not you've not died nothing not, you know what i mean you're like not you've done you're this around. for this you've been around yeah and you like you can't move on you can't like find like some other meaning in life um or a different way to like better like to specify like the kind of justice that you're looking for like the, the for you justice is to oppress that's justice right. i just feel like we should we must never forget forget the unwanted crimes and we should never forgive is screaming revenge and unhealthiness like iyama and it's like most of these again, most of these people were not around right because who are you not during forgetting? the night brothers war like don't forget those a-holes you're right Do and it's not, yeah, not the thing don't like, forgive them don't forget the night brothers you don't, don't have to them. forgive them but guess what they're dead it's the it's the complete opposite of like when people are talking about like oh why are we being punished i never owned slaves like no and no one's blaming you for slavery they are just saying like acknowledging that you benefit from it. you're benefiting from it and like day. and like portia said there are people who are directly benefiting from it who we can like trace the benefits from who need to be giving some of those benefits back to the people who actually made created that wealth um also note there are people who have obscured how involved they are and it all like it's only after time goes on mm-hmm. that we gain access or someone does the right thing and actually pulls up their family papers sitting somewhere in an attic and shares them out so people can understand who was responsible for what because y'all like to sit on things and talk about to each other how y'all once was wealthy but y'all don't want to actually pull out the paperwork to show how that wealth happened. So let's, that's also a thing. I wasn't talking about, I just, it's not only the people that we know did it. We also know people who were part of it, but they're not uh, showing their work. We, and we know that exists too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So he does all of this. And then he says, I'm prime minister. He doesn't even say like acting prime minister. He's just like I'm prime no. minister now or interim. Um, yeah, he, and then no. he promises um, that he will persecute all unwanted. And my thing is, is like you didn't say I promise we'll figure out how to unfreeze the supernatural Congress. You didn't say we'll, we'll promise to get to the to, bottom of who actually who did actually it. did this. No, he's like all magicians. He and just unwanted, said I. I just said the unwanted did it. They gotta go. He didn't even, he doesn't even, like, this is the part where I'm not confused, but I have questions about how this government is run. Because Can you not say only, the last line, though? Because that's the one that got me. That's where I was like, <laughs> this guy got to go. But it's like, not only are you, like, who, how do you just proclaim yourself prime minister? And, like, the way he said it was so much, like, just 
finality. Like no one was gonna have a problem with this. Who's like, gonna stop? Who is empowered who's gonna, to? Who's gonna check me? Who's in, exactly. Who's empowered to stop them? Because the whole world Congress is frozen. So who? But, gonna, but who has the power? Who? But it's not even. It's not even the power no. thing though. Because like I feel like even in our crappy society at this point, like there is still a level of we have to go through the motions or say the right things because the wider public would be like, the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, and we even if we don't have protests, like, institutional have power. Right. For several months and they have still kept the same lines to the public. They still have said the same rhetoric but twisted it a little bit here and there right. to the public. Right, but like there is a, and this isn't even is a space a, where, like, you know, unlike in the real world where, again, there have been lots of protests and calls to Congress and, you know, calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, where it's very obvious that they are going against, like, public will. Um, in this way, like, in this fictional place, right, that's not really been shown. Obvious. Yeah. Right. Well, that's so, what, and that's what I'm saying is like, what is the wider? It feels like not like everyone would even have like uh, like you would think like so. They're gonna he's gonna do this speech, or whatever, and Amari goes onto the other net pretty quickly afterwards, and you'd think you'd she'd come across some like we ride at dawn, we're going to. Like, yeah, we've had protests in this world and they haven't been as effective um, in changing power structures or anything, but we do make noise. That's where I'm like, what's going on in this world where we're not seeing any noise? But I think we've, but I think we've seen, like we, we watched, I mean, we read Amari and the Night Brothers and the way that Amari was treated. It's not like folks are like progressive in their thoughts about magicians and, they may not be as like just like straightforward like as Bane, right? They may not be harboring a seven hundred year. I mean, they are, but like I mean, a personal seven hundred year grudge, right? They may not be harboring that, but they believe everything that he's saying. They they've been kind of like letting it slide because Amari's a quote good magician or whatever, and they're like it's fine. But even then, she still she mentions that like when she looks up the word that she's. I'm going ahead a little bit, but like people have said this to her in her comments and she just didn't know what it meant mm-hmm. and just yeah. moved on. But like, yeah, but I what I, the point is I guess that, my, yeah, I think the, I think the point is that like, they all believe this thing. And also she doesn't have a lot of time to like, look through to see what people are saying about it. He's also probably empowered to say what he's saying because he's seen the, how people have responded to even Amari in the past year. So he mm-hmm. knows that the majority of like the, Amari's a uh, this is me going back into like my like my day job gig so audience breakdown mm. so if we're doing I'm gonna do a basic one so it's like opposition moderate and um base and you're the base that um is with Amari the people who are just like open to hearing her out and whatever and are more like tolerant people they're gonna be with Amari no matter what the moderates are going to be the ones that you're trying to sway to go to Amari's side. And then opposition 
are the ones who are no matter what's going to happen they're going to be anti-magicians anti-amari whatever what bane is picking up is that that opposition is still larger in number on his side than it is on the side that Amari's the base that Amari's been able to pull together. So and even I think if he's the trying to sway thing... those moderates, it's like they're gonna they're gonna stand wherever who's in power unless they feel strongly convicted one way or another. And he's showing that like I'm gonna I'm this is what I'm doing right now. So get in like come over here. And he's saying again, he uses the word tolerant, right? Which doesn't mean that you like very explicitly and actively support someone. It just means yeah. that you are allowing these folks to exist and move in the ways that they can. And even then, like, it's not like you're, you know, again, you're not actively supporting or no. supporting them. Right. Um, and so that's who and tolerant and, and targeting tolerant also in like suggests like a, a limitation. Like there's a right. limit that you put to your tolerance. Yeah. Right. And I think well, that no, this is I, what he's I doing think... is he's appe- appealing to those moderates who in his opinion and in his rhetoric are saying that you've grown tolerant right like don't forget what these magicians have done to us don't forget like all of these things we're about to prosecute them you know what i mean or persecute them i think my thing in general like i agree with all of that and i'm not surprised by any of that my thing is that like okay so there's this there becomes sometimes when you when things are moving switching politically pendulums are swinging in which you can go so far that like the left and the right can agree on like the overreach you know what i mean and so for me it's more of the like it's more of the like proclaiming yourself prime minister proclaiming all of these things and like but the supernatural world congress has been frozen so i think that that's also you know what i mean like it's an extreme situation and who else is going to be prime minister right everybody else who could be is frozen in the room yeah, what what it feels like to me is that like after post 9-11 when we got like the Patriot Act like pushed through. Like they're just pushing all the stuff through while people are in fear and then like three, four months later, a year later, people are gonna be like, what the hell did we allow to happen once they start to like the shock and stuff kind of wears off. Um and so then I just at the, again, I'm not shocked. As in, like, I can, this is very believable. I'm just more like, it. I'm reading it like, what is the normal governmental structure of the supernatural like, world? How this Are you thinking about, like, their actual, like, succession plan? Like, is he operating <laughs> Like, in general, because, like, one, like, the, like, <laughs> so I'm looking at Bayana's Edwards, sir, it's been 700 years. Why is Merlin and Bane, why are they still in power like has this just been for 700 years this has been the prime minister and and deputy prime minister and people just we don't have elections we don't and so people are just i mean we don't know we just we do not know what they're we have no idea yeah and that's where that's that's all i was saying was like Mm. this whole scene just makes me want to be like how does this work Mm -hmm. (laughs) because in my brain the vice president shows me that the Congress and the House, like, you know, the, like, designated survivor thing? Basically, the designated survivor comes on after the State of the Union. Like, the whole state, everybody in the State of the Union, everybody in Congress is frozen. And so I'm president now. There's this, this, and this. I'd be like, okay. 
what are we doing to unfreeze them? And also, when that happens, there's been all of these writings and things about when we set up elections. Like, the designated survivor's job basically is, like, make sure we're safe and then, like, get these elections going. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So, like... Um, He's there's just, like yeah, a, a there's like a civic kind of understanding that of how the process is supposed to go or of, yeah of how the process the, is supposed the, to work yeah but, but that's in the united the united states democratic system and for, i would like, also say vote, we have like, we have asked lots of questions about how even the bureau works so yeah. like yeah. what is there's, even happening yeah yeah um yeah. so it just brings I that will, up to me again again once again being like what is happening yeah i'll i'll read this last point since Portia mentioned but then we should move on because we've been mm-hmm. on for a minute um so he says or he lifts a hand in front of his face and balls it into a tight fist from this point forward a crime committed by one unwanted is a crime committed by all a reckoning is coming and to me that is terrifying if I'm Van Helsing I'm shaking in my boots because ooh, both of my children are unwanted what does that mean about me I think that he thinks that he's he's above. Uh, the, they're they're the Van Helsings. They're above everyone. No, yeah, I think he he is going to continue to persecute Amari to keep the attention off of him. They're above everyone and his folk. Mm-hmm. They're above everyone. He's he's doing a don't look over here, they're, look they're over there. Above everyone. So, which means they can throw everyone else under the bus. Yeah, that poor that one yeti that works at the bureau doing his best pushing paperwork is like, I got out of the family business. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I back in? Just when he's, he's That's going, when having, I thought I was out. He's having a Nick. We'll he's in. having a Nick Just moment. He's yep. having a Nick moment. Um, So I wanted you to say, speak that line. Cause that, that one was really risen. I was like, they, he really is doing like capital crimes ty- tyranny right here. And then, it just like for me, it set up McCarthyism and how ablaze it is in the supernatural world. And then the what solidifies that is that when um in the chapter six, one of the first things that Amari does after this whole thing, because you know, first off, she like Elsie's mom is blowing up her phone, so we already know what that's about to happen over there. Um, and so, but she is left with Elsie's laptop in the meantime, and so she looks up the term unwanted as Bayana said um she had seen it in her comments sometimes but she didn't know that it, there was an extra connotation to it so now she's like oh crap now i gotta go look at this word and it is slang derogatory name used for magicians and other supernaturals who fought on the night brother's side in the ancient war made popular by abraham van helsing how is that not surprising mm-hmm. in okay. 1315 like, during his campaign to exclude anyone associated with the magicians from supernatural giving, society giving, um... <laughs> particularly oh. those beings created by magicians oh. such as hybrids and boogie people i'm it's, just like it's... bro you're literally a magician yeah yep was he the magician yeah. yeah, he was the magician. He's one of he the apprentices. The, he's he defeated Vladimir As he's doing all of this, in the shadows, he's training his next family member to be a yeah. hidden magician. Like, that's... I knew about the uncle, but I didn't know who was the one. I can't remember. It was, I remember Abraham. Who it was yeah. Abraham. That is... 
ain't that about a white man ain't that ain't about, that a, white about man? a politician ain't that about a white man no specifically specifically <laughs> and at 1315s especially a white mm-hmm. man a white politician I'm, that's why i said it's given lindsey graham which i probably shouldn't say but i did i mean <laughs> so like it's just i want this one of the things that like occurred like that i occurred to me as we were reading um these few chapters has been once again amari's been put in a place where she feels like she has to prove herself and she's like mm-hmm. 13 um and the way she wants to she thinks she needs to prove herself is by like solving the mystery of who did the time freeze but like even the people in charge are the people in charge are so up their own butts about bigotry that they're they're not even seeming to prioritize like the, the one thing you should reassure the people with is that we're investigating can't even give us that so now here's this 13 year old girl who's feeling that way because she feels like she's personally going to be victimized and has been she she has been victimized because the people they, uh, they think presume her to be guilty by association of her craft but also now she's like i really got to figure this out because that's um, the only way they're gonna let me back in the bureau. But right. it's not even like, like I, to me, the worst part is it's not even I gotta figure out who perpetrated the time freeze. It's I have to prove I a magician prove did not do didn't it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Because if a magician prove- did do it, doesn't matter if it was me or not me, I'm screwed. It's still exactly. But it's like what's even worse is that it's like since he's named unwanted, it could be anyone who's it could be a non-magician too. It could, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if they're if they're an unwanted. It's gonna be it comes for them all, and I just think that that is just super frustrating. Um, I also wanted to note that um, oh we missed this, but I just wanted to note my small uh, love for Elsie. I feel like she must have a whiteboard budget, and I just want to know what her whiteboard budget is. I love her. I need a I, new. Also, somebody who though, needs a new whiteboard. I love this. I also, you know, what I also love though is that like Amari was like, "Isn't it not smart for you to just be ignoring your mom's phone calls?" And she's like, right. "Eh, not only am I ignoring my mom's phone calls, but I'm about to use her card, Money. card, her Hermes her account." account. Mm-hmm. Get a whiteboard and get it sent to your house. She gonna see it. Yep, she's gonna know. She's and gonna she know can't really. She, if she's gonna ground me, it can only be for tonight. So right. Yeah. She's like I. She's like I know I'm the bounds and limitations of of my day of my grounding, and I and it I, has nothing to do with. I am. Not I will also I say, I do also like we talked about Amari having to now do this like investigation. I will say one, she's doing it with the assumption that she's somehow gonna have access to, or that she's gonna be mm-hmm. back in the bureau to do this investigation, which. Mm-hmm. We know that she will be back, but like, okay, how? But that's what the light word's for. I also love that Amar- that Elsie's like, are you sure that's what we want to do? And Amari's like, yeah. She's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's do it. And let's I was just like, I'm like, this is hilarious to me. I'm like, this is, we have no idea how you're going to, like, you're, you're fully committing to an investigation with no way of figuring out how you're going to actually get access to materials, but cool. Um, That's on the whiteboard. It's That's a step what? in the process. It's to they didn't even do out. steps. They would go straight to possible suspects. And mm-hmm. sadly, they're like, it's suspects, but it's like people they got to prove didn't do it. They're like magician list, the known magician list. And so they're going through the list. 
And it is super sad that initially, like the first like thing that Amari has to do is disabuse Elsie of the concept that there's just one like there's these are the only known magicians in the world like she's like um right like she's like it can't be you because you were with me it can't be Maria because she's doing teacher training and she's super nice and it can't be Dylan because he's locked in the depths of prison and Amari's (laughs) like there's more there's Amari's like so there's more there's more of us so sorry there's a little there's a few more of us and Elsie's like uh, what and um she said uh, hundreds yeah <laughs> like she was like she was like how many members are there and then Amari's like I don't know exactly how many like a few hundred and then Elsie's like a h- h- hundred like what um so I know this is this is brushing up against all the things she's heard from her mama like I know this is just like mm, like her brain is not doing well with that and um Amari's like here's the thing is it being super secret uh being secret super seriously there's nothing no way they would do something that would bring attention to themselves especially something as bold as freezing the leaders of the supernatural world so even though Amari is like considering them and trying to like you know like showcase them like why they're not the fact she's gonna she's gotta like hold in her brain if they could possibly be perpetrators um what would their motive be? And she's like, but they have a better motive to not do it than they do to do it. So mm-hmm. I don't think this is actually worth, you know, pursue like pursuing too hard. Um, but they decide that it's worth her reaching out uh, with the card that she received from the magical order. And the um, instructions for it is that a magician may place this card against any mirror to reach the league steward so i don't know if you were if everyone recollects but at, at the end of amari and the uh night brothers she goes to a bench in a park she meets with this uh random man so sad she's like a child meeting with a random man in the park not the greatest like um auspices of that but uh he sits on the park bench with her hands her a card she reads it this is what it says on the back and then it's he, he explains that but does he explain? No. He just says, there's a secret society. We, we've all been looking forward to you. Boom, boom, bang. This is how you can contact me. Contact us. And then he does. And so that's all Amari knows. Like, she's literally telling Elsie everything she knows. And what she knows is so little. It could fit in the back of a card. Didn't Maria gave her some background knowledge, but not much more than not, that either. Just, but just it's how, like, magical a- transference, like, works. Like, yeah. you know? But, like, not a lot on like the members and all that stuff we're going to get into amari using this card and i dislike what happens in our conversation with cosmo when she uses the card so she uses the card um she puts it against the mirror she has elsie stand out of the vantage point of of the mirrors just in case because she's not supposed to tell anyone else about this information right elsie's like what if it's facetime (laughs) (laughs) and when she puts places the card against the mirror, it ripples like water. And so both her and Elsie are like, ooh. And then so I just, I appreciate that she is not as like gung-ho as some people are to so just stick their body Matthews, just into say it. strange things. Just say yeah. it. Just call her by her name. But she does, she does like kind of like touch it. And then she realizes that she kind of has to like go through it. So then she just like, 
goes through goes through it but it's basically it's like she's like in water she's in a body of water she has to swim and she's like going towards something in the distance uh and then as she gets closer to it she feels like she's like like right when she's about to like lose her air she makes it to the place it's a house um and there at the front door is cosmo and cosmo is like i'm glad that you showed up because i was about to come after you tomorrow morning and so you have great timing and she was like um yeah oh i'm getting ahead of myself um she's also like why did oh no he said why he was uh impeccable timing um i was gonna visit you in the morning and then her first question <laughs> the first thing that she can say after all of that like deep swimming is why did your car try to drown me <laughs> right because That's like real. imagine she didn't know how to drink swim yeah it pulls her in she doesn't really she's all of a sudden she's in under she's just surrounded by water she doesn't know where she is there's a there's a house in the distance and Mm -hmm. it didn't tell her hold your breath it didn't Mm -mm. tell her none of that nothing so cosmo this is why this is why i'm pissed off about this cosmo's like that's a security measure i'm afraid there's always a chance that a non-magician might find the car and try to use it that's fine that's cool. However, this is what he also says. Had you provided some proof of magic, the house would have sucked you right through the front door. Amari's like, proof of magic? And then he says, literally a spell of any kind. It's a real shame you haven't been taught our ways. Who? It's the same thing Robin was talking about with the space. <laughs> I'm now, singing. how are you going to try to shame me for something? You gave me the card. We losing we the recipes the are being lost, and it's your fault. And you blaming you blaming us. You are the one who sat on the bench with me, gave me the card, mm-hmm. and neglected to tell me I should do a spell when I use it. That's on you, homie. <laughs> and yet, my I'm the problem. I'm the Come problem. On. Oh, it's too bad. I haven't. Ah, oh, so you're the steward. Aren't you the you steward of magicians? You could have told me, hey, when you use this card, sir. when you use this card, just make sure you do a simple spell do a simple and put spell. it against the, do a simple spell and do, put it against the mirror. But also you should, I don't know. I would still be mad. I mean, I would be less mad if the house pulled me to it. So I wasn't in fear of drowning. I guess I'd be less mad, but I would still be upset that like, I thought, maybe I FaceTime you or whatever. Like by the time she gets back to her house, like Elsie them left. I don't know what happened to her mama, but like, like time is passing. <laughs> like it's you, just... if, if you need me, use this card, do a simple spell, but also make sure that you have the time to travel. Cause there's it just, takes her out to just... Scotland. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it does take her to scotland and maybe possibly you don't have to but i would just say just to be safe have your passport on you in case you can't get back by magic right. <laughs> does she even have a passport does she even have imagine a if she couldn't get back by magical means she just in loch ness mm-hmm 
so that's just that was one of the, so yes so he is like well what is done is done i suppose it's a wonder you made it through large hungry things prowl these desks at night so again the security measure for this card for non-magicians is that you have to swim in a lake but it's not uh just oh you're going for a swim you should have picked up this card you're a dum-dum it is oh you have to contend with magical creatures who want to eat you <laughs> you no know, like, no context at all and you wonder why magicians have a, a bad reputation because they send people it's who not... pick up errant cards and put them against mirrors like and i think imagine it's like... i found this card on the street and i just did what the card told me to because i'm curious all of a sudden i'm dead and now i'm dead <laughs> like why are we just assuming <laughs> nefarious intent why was it, don't assume <laughs> ill intent my dude yeah and if somebody, if a random person who is not a magician has access to this card, that means so a magician effed up. Because why is a magician being willy-nilly with the cards? I mean, at the very least, you could, like, if, if a person didn't do the spell, you, it drops them off somewhere weird. Yeah. Or it doesn't work. How about that? Right. How about... If you can't perform a spell... you can't perform a spell and you put it against the mirror... You should be able to happens. tell. Nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah it's this whole like scene or whatever with cosmo it's just a lot of him being like oh you didn't know that they did that at the bureau too i feel like where they're just like oh mm -hmm. i can't believe you didn't know and it's like who would have told her she literally who... just found out about this right yesterday. and your whole thing is secrecy right your whole thing is secret so how is what okay so that's what okay so we also find out that nessie is fond of eating magicians so also nessie is a human eater apparently i reject it where you want it not nessie i reject it um not my girl nessie <laughs> it's so sad so amari's like where are we and cosmo again because like why wouldn't you just know this he's confused uh my lake house of course okay sir all right. I will say I do like that he has a lake house and it's under the lake. In a lake. In a that's, lake. That's 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 clever. in the lake. In lake. In the lake. Like that is exactly the lake. okay. That's the lake to put it in. I I see you. Mm -hmm. Prime real estate. Whoever, whoever, I bet you that that Sasquatch. But you know, whoever does it come? Does the does the lake house come with? Who he inherited that from? They was onto something. They was thinking. Or the Sasquatch that sold it to him. Yeah, they was. Do you think the lake house them. comes with um, being the steward, or do you think Cosmo came for money and that's like his lake house? Mm. I think it's his lake house. Because my thing is, I might be weird for this. Is Cosmo a Scottish citizen? Is he Scottish? I thought he was Italian. His name his is. Name is like I mean, you could be Italian. You could be Italian and live in Scotland. Yeah, yeah like where does yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Does, but if something happened with the magic, would he need a passport? Um, Why wouldn't he have a passport? Magician. <laughs> when he just I'm sure he has him. I'm sure he has. Listen, we found we have found out in the last like Dylan can still you can get your magic taken. It could be it could be yanked back or whatever, right? But like, can't, there are magicians can he who can not take just magic. have 
it's I I I if you're a steward for a secret society, do you not just have like a lockbox of multiple different passports? That's what I'm thinking. But like what I'm but if I if you found me, oh, I'm sorry, floating I, in a lake, and I said, "Oh, I got amnesia. I know how I ended up here." And then we figure out, like, oh, the, you were laughing in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't know how you got in this lake in Scotland. Do people be asking where's your passport? Where's your... I'm mean, just trying I to not be anyone on knows that the house is in mystery. I don't think anyone knows that there's a house in Scotland, and I don't think it's actually a concern. <laughs> it should be though. The but same I don't way think it needs I'm to be about y'all not magicians. knowing how to swim. No, I understand. Like, I'm saying that. I'm saying that. I think it's moot because it's a magician network and yeah. the idea is that they wouldn't be dealing with uh, the normies. The norms need yeah. that. And then all of a sudden Dylan Van Helsing shows up and tries to, you know, document. First off, we know, spoiler heavy, we know he and Dylan are not in terms where that would be a problem. This is true. But I'm just saying, we all, we, we know also, if your magic gets jacked, you definitely you die. You have the so. ability. Oh, you just die? That's what happened to Moreau. Oh. That's how he died. So you don't need a passport in death. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> you're like going to the River Styx. You don't need to pay no toll. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> All right, you're good then. You de- Well, you're not good. I mean, right. you out. You out. Right. You out. Paperwork is the least yeah. of your. No matter what, you out. You're yeah. out. Like, you're like you don't. You're traveling already. It's done. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. It's done. Um. So Cosmo's full name is Cosimo Galileo Leonardo de Pazzi. Yeah. Yeah, that's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> um. This is again. I. I have just because of how this world is. I feel like he inherited this house. Anyways. Um. He um, is walking Amari through the house and is telling her that he needs to take her to see something. Um, he, well, like, and this is the, this is the whimsy that I also enjoy. This is a, like, this isn't your regular house. This is a smart house. Okay. So <laughs> it's like a magical smart house. Mm-hmm. So, so much so that I was, I was like intrigued. By the possibilities of this house, but also in um, dismay at what I've seen happen when houses were too sentient, a la Smart House, the mm-hmm. decom. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, as much as we all love Kathy Seagal, you don't want her to be the house that you live. No. Not with her children. Don't mess mm-hmm. with her. Ch- don't, mm. don't threaten her babies. Mm-mm. So, because so, how does this house function? You you may ask. Let me tell you. So, first off, this house has feelings, like the Casita mm-hmm. does in Encanto. It has feelings. So, the house is like shaking and irritation because an, a guest has arrived, but it didn't know beforehand. And so now, like they're like how we people would be rushing around our house trying to take make things look decent before someone pops up. The house is like how dare. You? How? I also kind of love that the sentient house, like people, just kind of slacks off. Because, like, why is it just not clean? Why but is it just it not might, ready for company? But my, thing, my thinking is that the house is already clean. It just has, like, certain standards for guests. And that it's, like... An, it's right, like, it feels yeah, like... Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that, like, the house has, like, humans, 
a standard for themselves, an everyday standard, right. and then a standard for guests, as for opposed guests. to just always being at guest standard guest right. level. Right. Which, or even which, like, or even like, like it's a level of like you, not laziness, but like a level of yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're a late house, or something. If you're, I mean, there's like, like a vacation house. So how often are you seeing people on a regular basis? Right. Like, you know, and I've seen. Right. Like, and there's also um, a comfortable comfortability of having certain things out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's just the like, I mean, it's didn't he say like it prides itself on being like a good host or something? Yeah, so it's just like, and it, I mean, there's that. Uh, I don't know if it's a TikTok or if it came out before TikTok. It's been a while, but the one of like the person who's like pretending to be a mom who's just like, we've got to throw out everything. We have guests, and it's just like carrying all of the like cleaning supplies. I think that's just it's just very uh, universal. Yeah, the house is you know just trying to put its best foot forward. And yes. I think it's, I yeah, I just, I really appreciate, like you said, Robin, like, just the whimsy and, like, or Portia, one of you did, but just, like, the silliness of it, too, because, like, we're about to get into a situation that's uh, awful, really yes. not great, and so, but just that it has these little moments of, like, yeah, we're magicians, and yeah, everybody thinks we're evil, but we also have this house that really wants to be clean. <laughs> Want to put its best foot forward like, while yeah. I am about to put my just worst a, foot forward. Right. Like I <laughs> right. don't want you I don't want you thinking that just because I'm messy right now, this is how I look every time. Like I am right. the lake house of Lake Loch Ness. Like I have standards, okay? Please mm-hmm. believe. On a if you if I would have known you were coming, whole different thing. Whole exactly. I would have Loch Ness cupcakes ready for you. Okay. Cosmo is like, please tell the house that, that it's okay. That yeah. that you love that you love what what it's done with the place like just yeah like so tell us it's quite clean it's 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 you it's perfectly clean for you just so that mm-hmm. and um Amari I love that Amari plays along is like wow uh this is one clean house I sure <laughs> wish my apartment looked this good <laughs> hilarious I love it so much um. And then Cosmo just kind of, like, he undermines it by saying, good, things are quite stressful enough without having to deal with this self-conscious bag of bricks. Like, why would you? Bro, be nice. just had to reassure this house. Why are you playing like this? listening. Literally. What's wrong with you? What you doing? Also, I love that he's like, let's go into my study. Like, does the house not listen in your study? Is the study not part of the house? (laughs) You just go into the study to talk mad shit about this house? (laughs) And they don't hear that? All right. All right. Cool. Great That's your safe space. Okay. All right. Um, so, but he's does say, but this goes to say before he starts rearranging the hallways. And I'm like, so this is this is another thing where I'm like, Cosmo's effing up. So they start to walk in a direction of his study, but it's so far away that Amari's basically like panting by the time we get there. And for that, I say, if you can rearrange hallways, when I be like, hey, house, can you just uh, give us some walking walkways while we get to the study? Help us get there faster. Could, or like have the, the hallways uh, change. And so that your study's right. Like walk, you just walk straight into your study. Right. Why would you not do that? I think the house has a lot of pride about what it looks like. <laughs> and so it wants Amari to appreciate the it on her way to. The whole- <laughs> <laughs> the, the house is full of all the stuff. It's like, hey, look at this closet. I organized right. it nicely. <laughs> Okay, so um, while they're walking to the study, 
Um, Amari starts to question him. She says, before we go anywhere, I want to know if there's anyone from the League of Magicians responsible for the time freeze. And Cosmo seems annoyed and answers that, like, with absolute certainty, no League Magicians cause that catastrophe. You should remember that magicians are far from the only beings with powerful magic. Like, he keeps condescending to her. You should remember. You are not aware. Why right. don't you know this already? Um... Amari's relieved with the answer, but she's also asking, um, are there any magicians who are not part of the league who might have done it? And Cosmo's like, there's no such thing. Um, there's only ever two born magicians in an age, and you and Dylan are the ones for now, and then there were the Knight Brothers before you. And for age, that confuses me. Because I'm like, is that generation? Is that, what is an age? Is that an era? Like, you know, like how years and centuries are divided? Like, what is that? Is it a decade? Like, what is an age? I think it, the way that I explain it to myself mm-hmm. doesn't mean that this is correct. Is that, like, when the born magicians start to, like, age out or, like, pass maturity, I guess, when they, when they reach their sunset years, then a new magician is born in order to, like, they can learn from the existing born magicians possibly and like have some level of like mentor mentee, but there isn't really that much uh, competition, if that makes sense. Like if one was born per generation, then you could have seen like the Knight brothers fighting with like the other born magicians. Right. You know what I mean? So it has Mm -hmm. to be like, I mean, I think Amari and Dylan are the first born magicians since the Knight Brothers. Since the Knight Brothers, right? And so that's right. like, for me, it's like when they are so not it's more dead. About it's not like one magic. dies and then another one's born, but like that like wing, like their, their twilight years is when the new ones are born. Does that make sense? Yeah, you think it's more about the magic um, making the age than it is about yeah like, kind of like the yeah. avatar because like the avatar needs to be born before the old avatar dies no. in order to like no transfer no no they they are born when the avatar dies after they die no i thought they were awakened yeah. after they died they nope. are born, after born. that's why they have they, to spend the avatar has to be dead for another one to come I yeah, misunderstood that entire piece of that very important mythology. <laughs> I thought, who's the avatar before Aang? Ro- Ro- Roku. 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 I thought Roku died and then Aang kind of like was awakened. Nope. He died. Aang and was like, not even born yet. And that's also why they have to search for the avatar afterward. Yeah. Like, because they don't know. They're like, yeah, they don't know which. Well, then that's not be. a they good know example. <laughs> I think the magic, though, says, like, it's time for the next one to be born. Or for the next age of the... To uh, arise. Which, yeah. 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 That's interesting theory. I think, yeah. I just, yeah, it's interesting to me. Um, I think that's the most explanation we'll get, because I've not, I've not seen an explanation of, like, what is an age of magic or whatever. Um, so... Amari also asked, uh, like, in that question about, like, are, if there are any magicians who are not part of the League, um, Cosmo 
like I feel like like for me the like it says the direction word is confidently but also if I'm saying if he's saying this confidently then I feel like he's like kind of like removed from the violence of this that he what he's saying um he says we in the league are magicians because Vladimir chose to share his magic and we have passed it through the generations rest assured should any league magician wish to leave our order they won't be taking their magic with them see and that's i think that's why i thought that you could get your magic stolen and still survive because like i mean maybe that's the case for it's like maybe well no 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 so maybe it's that's a, the case for like magicians who are given their magic versus like not born. born magicians. Okay, maybe that's yeah. What it that is. Could, maybe I could see born that magicians who, when their magic Have is to die. taken, they die. Because I'm just saying that's what happened to Moreau, but it might could be because he was a born magician. Yeah. Um. But if it if it but if it applies to everyone, then I'm saying like the violence behind him being like, oh well, rest assured they do not leave right out there with magic. But like they don't leave period because they're dead. Exactly. Well, that's why I was like, then you just, it's a gang. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get it in blood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, she asked um, Cosmo, how is it that she is the only one who did not freeze on her bus if there's no magician like responsible for it? And Cosmo raises an eyebrow that is an interesting question. I have my theory, so that really is a conversation for another day. We have more pressing concerns. Like, so, Cosmo does not know that information. It's also like therapy. she came to you. <laughs> he does not care. Like, you can't, you can't move her along to your agenda. Your agenda. You weren't coming to her until tomorrow. Right. But he's you, like, no, you're here. We Great. Do. We can do what I'm, but I mean, he what answered I've the been question. planning on. <laughs> But he's the least you can do is answer some questions whenever she pulls up at your door. That's the least you can do. Um, so he darts off, he uh twists down multiple hallways. She's when she finally they reach a a short hallway with a dead end, she has to bend over to catch her breath again because this man, this the length of this house, okay, it is not a cute little cottage, it is not. Anybody's regular, regular house. This is a manor under the lake. <laughs> Please be sure. Um, Cosmo is in the least winded. He um, is being very <laughs> extremist, saying disaster could strike any moment. Ever since Bane declared his intention to root out hidden magicians, the league has been in an uproar. I'm doing my very best to advise calm, but it's only a matter of time before Bane gets too close. I shudder to think what might happen if a magician felt threatened and lashed out. It would be a disaster. And Amari's like, couldn't you just tell them to not to? Like, aren't you? In yeah. Charge? What, what's the point of you, sir? Like, mm, I don't, mm, this isn't making sense. And so he answers that he's merely the steward and his authority is temporary and hardly complete. So he's only supposed to guide and, and only until a born magician can take over as its rightful leader. And he said it was his rightful, his full intention to give both her and Dylan some time to grow up and be wiser and more skilled in their magic for them to start being like um, stewarded into leadership of the league. But uh, now that all this is happening, uh, he feels that it's no longer an option. And Amari's like, what is no longer an option? And he then bows before her and says, I'm offering you full leadership of our order to be yours until death. The thing about this that makes me so annoyed is that like, he states all of this to her as if it's like, 
like a monarchy in which this is like this is the way it has been for generations. As if right? she right. has known him for more than as two if she. Minutes. I mean, ra- that, as if she, as one, if, as if she was raised in this tradition, which she was not. Mm-hmm. Two, as if Vladimir wasn't the one who started this shit. Right. He gone disbanded. Nobody else has happened. Nothing. No one else has shown up since then. Like I don't even yeah. know if he's been. I don't know if he's been the steward the whole time. But like. Y'all have just been pushing the stewards. Like, it's been a line of stewards. So y'all are, you're saying this now, but like, you're saying it like it's a tradition when it's never happened before. And I'm sure it's a tradition for you, but I just rolled up in here. This is my first time you're actually telling me anything. And And like, what does this have to do with me? Like, I was not raised in this tradition. I was not born with the knowledge to take over this league. This league ain't got nothing to do. I'm not even a part of your league. No one reached out to me and found me outside because I don't know what's going on. Like, I do. I do appreciate him saying that he wasn't going to like do this right away. Yeah, yeah. But they're he had their Dylan or children mind. Yeah, but like. I also think it's an that you could it's still keep their age in mind. Like maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like find a different way. Yeah, making like forcing all of this. Make them your make them apprentices or something. Like make them apprentice as the league apprentice. As league and y'all make your y'all make the decisions. You're the adults. Like, yeah. Why are you asking this thirteen like, year stuff, old to make because they're born the magicians? That's the only way. Because it's because they're born magicians. Are you serious? You can't have right. them figure out something else. You can't figure out a different way to do this. It's and all of this is made up, and that's I mean, what, yeah. is, what is bothering me the most. Yeah, it's like. It, it you know what it gives it's me is like someone started a club in college and then they graduate and then there's a bunch of scrambling about like how are we going to keep this club going and nobody wants to take it on then the club just dies Please the bands yeah mm-hmm. disband the club disband the club well uh, <laughs> he Amari thinks he can't be serious. <laughs> She says, you want me to lead the League of Magicians? And he says, you must. The League is in disarray. What, like, what does that got to do with her? I just got here. And, and she's, I, like, she's like, what is that? What makes you think they'll listen to me? I am a now 13. Why, now, why am I in it? Why am I in it? <laughs> also, I am 13. But again, age, I'm still a child, sir. The thing that you considered when you, like, last year, the first time? that up. So you could have spent this whole year training me for this. Is the other right? That like what you're saying. waiting on me know. to reach out to he you. Hasn't built, he hasn't established any relationship with her for her. Right. It's like you've been more. waiting for me to reach out to you for a year. You could have been showed up and just been like, "Hey, what's up? I want to teach you more about what it's like to be a magician. We can have an after school class." Like, if but you instead, show up you're... because you were afraid of being on a radar, you could just slip some piece of paper or something somewhere. Some right. to come meet you. You could have did. Come you find did something. Find the other magicians to just be who happens to be in Atlanta like if you stay in Scotland that's where you live fine find one of the ones who are nearby have them train her instead you waited like, a whole year and now there's a time freeze and you're like okay I'm gonna go see her tomorrow morning like and to- I'm like there's no way he don't know about Mrs. Miss Walters Mrs. Walters like they could have been at least an inroad to like help her out like something, something. they may not be magicians but they're, they could have helped her out somehow like you playing it's just and also I'm just why is this hurt on her? Because she's a born magician, Robin. There's only two in age. Mm-mm. 
Something don't smell right. Yeah. He want to quit. No. <laughs> then just quit. No, that's not. Find what yourself it is. another steward. That's not. That's not what it is. Because think about all the regents of young monarchs, and they're like he relatives who are you, full you adults. Blame. Mm-hmm. He wants to do what he wants, but doesn't want to take on the blame for doing what he wants. He wants someone else to be the figurehead. All it, under the auspice of following the rules. He was following the rules. He put a born magician. This rule has never been, it's it's one it's made up and it has never been enacted before. <laughs> so he, but it's he just like you. You can say he I think that he doesn't feel comfortable making decisions as well. Like as the steward, it feels yeah. like he's like my whole but, point okay. is just to be here. But it's like you're somebody got to make you, a decision, you and you're making. You certainly can't make a decision but, to actually teach Amari anything. That's a decision you right. did not make. You could literally just have this time again an after school program. It's just her. Dylan's in jail. So like he couldn't have been an apprentice. They did all of this work too, just so like this was where like the great game comes in to like Mm -hmm. determine who's gonna lead this league or whatever. And no work of how do we shepherd or make sure that the born magician of the age is ready for this responsibility. Because I mean, I would also say specifically, specifically lead the magicians into war, right? Because that's the other thing. Yeah. It's like, it's time for you <laughs> well, to happen. Well, we got to get to, like, yeah. Wait, okay, here's the other thing, too. This is the main thing. This is the main thing I'm coming to you. The conclusion I get to is because Amari's not supposed to, he doesn't, nobody wants Amari to be the one. They want it to be Dylan. They're guaranteed, like, there's the person is supposed, if the person is supposed to know all these things, they're supposed to understand all these things, and Mamari mm-hmm. doesn't know any of them, then Amari shouldn't be the one. So the person who's been groomed in the world and has connections in the world is the one who's actually prepared, because the requirements that Cosmo has put forth is that they're supposed to know these things. So, um, Amari... Um, is even more shaken because the next thing that he does it is reveal a crown and it's a shimmery and literally the, the house helps him reveal the crown in a very dramatic way. Um, a shimmering black crown sits atop it in a, uh, in a velvet pillow and Amari feels herself moving toward it before she can realize what she's doing. Her head goes fuzzy and warmth fills her chest like it does when she casts a spell. Um, she has to shake her head to clear the haze and then she asks, what is it? And it, Cosmo answers, it's a treasure handed down from one of the Knight Brothers, the crown of Count Vladimir. And Amari remembers that the last time she was in the same room, something that belonged to the Knight Brothers was the black book that Dylan stole from the Burroughs vault. And Cosmo continues and he says that the leak has passed on Vladimir's magic through generations but it's still Vladimir, so whoever wears his crown can summon all of it. Um, so even though there's a portion of Vladimir's magic that has been passed among the magicians so that they can be magicians, there's also some that is attached to the crown that can be only be worn by a born magician, and that has an additional amount of Vladimir's magic. Um, and so he looks at Amari and he says, in all seriousness, will you accept it? Will you take your place on a night throne, midnight throne, and lead us against our enemies? 
And Amari still has questions, as she should, because what the F is happening? And so she's like, um, she associates in her head, she'll, he means Bane, because that's the last person he mentioned before he started this whole conversation. And the agents that he'll send over the magicians. And she says, is the Bureau your enemy? And this is where Cosmo is like, oh. his eyes grow hard. You might possess some loyalty to the magician hunters and the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs, but my concern, first and foremost, will always rest with the survival of magician kind. So Amari's basically like, you want me to choose between the Bureau and the League? And he says, I'm asking you to choose between what you'd like to be and what you already are and what you've always been. Being a magician is in your blood. You think that you have magic now, but the crown will grant you more than you ever thought possible. It'd be, you'd be stronger than any magician who has ever lived. No one could stand against you. Here's my problem with this speech. Is where he's like appealing to kind of like her inner, let's say culture or like her bloodline or whatever but there's only two born magicians the rest of y'all chose this life Mm -hmm. i didn't choose it and dylan didn't choose it so why is it on me to stand with magician kind you know what i mean like i think the thing is that he's trying again he's trying to appeal to something that would not he does not know amari he knows the talking points that appeal to people who have grown up in this magical society and have put hierarchy over everything, uh, wealth over everything. So he's uh, talking in the same way that he would appeal to like, again, Dylan. Think about the power you'll have. Think about the legacy you'll uphold. He's not talking to some, he's not trying to appeal to Amari senses because he doesn't know what Amari would, would appeal to Amari. He doesn't care what it would appeal to Amari because again, the person that should he in his mind the person who should take the crown is someone where this argument would be effective to them and that is Dylan and I think it also like makes it clear here because like when the League of Magicians is introduced um in um the last book they're kind of just like yeah we're the descendants of Vladimir we keep to ourselves we're pretty chill right here you're like okay they're still Y'all are like not chill. Not that, they're not chill, but also like your your teachings are from the Knight Brothers, right? And the Knight Brothers mm-hmm. were pretty like even you know, not to say that they should be persecuted just because of who they are, right? And not to say that like some of this stuff isn't like insurance or protection for themselves, so that they're not um, attacked in the way that like Bane wants to come after them, but also like the only way that they know is what they've been taught by a night brother. Um, and it also doesn't sound like they've thought of changing things in 700 years. It doesn't sound like they're interested in changing things. Um, especially in the way that he's again, asking a 13 year old to take the throne of magicians and fight against their enemies, AKA the Bureau. So it's like, Oh, so you just want to like start another war. Cool. Um, and that's indeed what am I what he supposed says. to do with that? I don't know how to fight in a war. I'm 13. Like I'm just trying yeah. to get through middle school, right? My best friend is going to Oxford next year, and so I'm trying I'm to figure the out wood. how I'm gonna like move on and go to school next year without my best friend. And you want me to lead a war? Like, be serious. And that is exactly what he means. Like, there is. It's funny because like it's um. Amari is not only turned off by his words, she's turned off by like the thrill in his voice stirs a growing sense of dread inside me because he's 
talking about power cruel he's talking about claiming power and um using that power against others and amari is feeling like this is i've made a terrible mistake coming here um and she is just taking she's like what do you want me to do with all that power and cosmos like lead us into war if need be defend us bane forced our hand our very existent assistance wavers on a knife's edge it would only take the capture of one magician to reveal our existence to the supernatural world. We must act, and we must act now. So for someone who says that he doesn't know or doesn't want to lead anything, right. like, uh, he clearly yeah, has an idea about the next steps, what should be happening next, who should what who should be leading it, and what it should look like. Like, mm-hmm. he clearly is, like, does not mean what he's saying about, like, not wanting to lead stuff. And so uh, Amari suddenly feels dizzy, she's um can't believe that cosmos actually asking her to uh go against all the people she cares about the bureau including quentin and she's really like thrown by him suggesting a war um she's asking him to for some time to make a decision she says please he frowns he says time is one thing we don't have and she says i do not care it is what i need and he shakes he shakes his head to make a decision Mm-mm. Especially not in the jury. You at least had a day because you wasn't planning on coming to see me until yeah, tomorrow. Come on, like at least give me the night. Like, <laughs> come on, something. He shakes his head and says, "The others will hear of this," which is like, "Sir, they right. only hear? hear about it if you tell them." But you also, are they going to? Are you, are they going to also hear about how you have not tried to help me understand anything about this world this whole time right. you've known I've been around for the past year? Do they know that too? Like, do what? What? What, what are we talking about here? And um, the first time she's hearing about like her, the expectation should not be when this big crisis is happening. Like when it she didn't even when be... he when he showed up on that bench talking mm-hmm. about what the league was, he could have easily said, "And as a born magician, you are kind of expected to be a leader in this league." And let me know if you want to know more. So she could have her brain wrapping around the whole year no. about like what happens. Even if she thought it was going to be like when I get older, you know what I mean? He was going to mm-hmm. give her the time to grow up. She would know that that is something that people are expecting of her just because of who she is. I feel like he is all the way wrong by this is the second interaction he's ever had with her. And the first time he ever met with her, they've only sat, they only talked to each other for two minutes. The second interaction, this is the all he's he's throwing all of this at her. Mm-hmm. He should have built a relationship with her where this, even if it was like their fifth time they met, at least they have established an understand a baseline of understanding of like what the league is, who's some level in of it, trust, even like what, you're a stranger. Right. You are a stranger, and everything that's coming out of your mouth screams violence and everything mm-hmm. I'm against doing. Yeah. So, and you've seen the video of me versus Dylan. You know what I'm against because I said it. You, right. Uh, he's he was magician folk, and and I was not going to stand for him being uh, out here doing all the most. And I think that's not, I think okay, we're gonna get there. Um. And I won't be the only magician to question whether you've chosen to place the bureau above the league, and. Amari's like, just listen, I can, if I can figure out who caused, no, if I can figure out who, how to end the time freeze, then the Supernatural World Congress would be free and Bane would lose his position as prime minister. Things would go back to normal and no one would be hunting you. And Cosmo doesn't answer and 
Instead, she so she didn't add, please, I don't want anyone getting hurt in some stupid war. You can't want that either. And then he finally says, I will give you as much time as I can. What does that even mean? His expression hardens again. But understand, refusing the crown comes with grave consequences. And Amari says, I understand. And then he responds, no, I don't believe you do. But I have a feeling that you will. Sir, just tell her you're going to break Dylan out of prison. Like, be serious. Tell her everything. Like, explain to her what the options are options are that that's my like, thing i'm like this is that was my in chapter note was like something tells me one that cosmo wouldn't treat dylan the same way that he does amari in this situation no. uh with no time to think about it and no explanation about what was going on and the consequences of like leading a war and all that not even a task list of what the role is as a leader of the league or a description of like what that even looks like. Like who takes a job and a full job description of what that entails? Mm-hmm. No one does. And she's right to stick by that, to not do it. And then secondly, like he's sitting here saying all of this to her. And I like, I really, I was, when I, when I got to the show, I was like, if she, if she had the gift of a premonition or for of uh, a foresight, and she knew what would happen if she weren't to take the crown. Would she have made the same decision? Because I don't feel like she would. I feel like she would have taken the crown, even though all the consequences of her being the one holding the crown would put her on a path that she didn't really necessarily want to be on. It would be better than what ends up happening. I think she, Amari is self-sacrificing in that way to have take would have taken the crown, and she would have known better. She's also like, as we've seen with uh, the Walters, like, I'll do what's ex- politically or like what I'll do what's expedient while then giving myself time to plot out an escape route, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think she would also, yeah, she would have taken it had she known so that Dylan stays locked up. And then in her brain, it's like, okay, I can play the game while still holding on to like figuring out who did this and like, you know, preventing war, but at least I'll prevent war and prevent this nonsense going on within the league. Like, so I agree with you, Portia, but it's, it, and I also agree with you that like they or Cosmo, at least there's like this amorphous they of the league as well, we don't, which we is don't, like, they we never don't clear know about it. Um, like where this pressure or, who these other magicians are and like, you know, I'll have to tell them that you have to, you needed to think about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I do think that like, at least Cosmo didn't want Amari as the leader and wanted Dylan all along, but also were willing to accept Amari if she would be basically like queen in name only. And I, I'm still running stuff behind the scenes. Like don't, because it, it is very much like, don't worry about it. Just say yes. And I'll take care of all, you know what I mean? It's like, how do you, how do you expect her to say yes to this? And she doesn't know what this entails. This is not a mm-hmm. real thing. She's not learning about it at summer camp of like you could join this department or that department you know what i mean like yeah 
I'm like in a place that has as organ like in a world where there is an organization like the bureau and they they're the magicians consider the bureau their um opposition like the least they can do is to organize a stru- similar structure to ease like again I think that's why I'm saying like my suspicion is that they do not want Amari to be there because like they have not put anything in place where an outsider quote unquote could be feasibly understand and pick up the leadership um, role um, in a way that would actually uh, be beneficial to everyone. So I'm like, if you don't do it, that is a prerogative. Like that is a, like a measure that you have in place because you want, you have a specific person in mind and you're trying to not open it to more than that one person. And again, that also belies the point that this is like never happened before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've never, but like <laughs> if you were time. if you really if you really were trying to like make it fair to the two people that because the end of the day you know there's only two people who qualified for this position and you're not trying to make it equal for both people to get this position yeah um all right we should we should uh <laughs> end this wrap it up uh so who is your MVP? Um, I gave the Mrs. Walters my MVP, uh, just cause they were the most helpful to Amari, to be honest. Um, and were very, very entertaining while, while doing so. Like Cosmo is kind of not, I don't even know if helpful is the right word, but it's also not entertaining while giving her <laughs> the, the information that she's the requesting. The house is, but he's not. Yeah, I also gave my MVP to Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Walters because again, that was a bit of whimsy that I enjoy and I do like. And the explanation, like some, like the something, like the part of me that really just loves a like a a, a clever answer to a question, really just like felt um, the fun and the answer being, duh, there's more than one of them. Like yeah. for all the things, <laughs> sometimes yeah. like, wait a minute. What? over there i love that right. being the answer and i love that it's a uh, question they were able to answer for her before they dipped and that just is like a fun kind of uh coda to the whole experience for her and i know that they're not even human women uh mm-hmm. and they're green but they they've lived in the neighborhood long enough they just give like strong black auntie vibes and like the, the black auntie who you don't want to mess with but also is going to like let you know what's what don't mm-hmm. coddle the baby. That's what they give me. <laughs> Tell the baby they're what's also, going on. And they're on. also going to be the first ones to say something about, why that baby got no socks on? Like, exactly. They're gonna right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, I love them. I did give Elsie my MVP, though, um, just because I... Like, I just think she's very good at, like, again, she still has to do this thing for herself. She's still dealing with her mom or whatever, but, like, she is there for Amari and, like, you know... That whiteboard was was a great move. Love that. <laughs> just she said, "All right, we back. We're investigating again. The team's back together. Let's go." Like I just I loved that. So I just feel like my is to whiteboards what Bayana is to spreadsheets. Yes, I felt like my canon mm-hmm. for Elsie is that she has a whiteboard budget that her mom knows. Like it's like okay, this came out the whiteboard budget, and she everywhere she goes, like she spends a lot of time at. There's a whiteboard specifically for her. So she goes to her grandma's right. like meeting. The, the meeting room for one library. wall is a whiteboard. Yeah, 
I mm-hmm. imagine that Elsie's like room at home is it's like, just is like four just whiteboards. Right. It's probably like a like a secret chain, like a multi a chamber yeah. that is opening up behind her. <laughs> and then her mom board. is just like looking at her Hermes Hermes account and being like, another whiteboard. Like I thought we we talked about. She must why. have had inspiration again. She I mean, must have went to another location. Yeah. Where she needed a whiteboard. She's like, maybe I should get her one of those e-readers. Right. <laughs> those that those e-notebooks, those e-notebooks. e-notebooks. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, benched. This one was actually hard because, like, I've talked so much about how I love the pacing of these books and stuff, but, like, I made Bane, I benched Bane, but Cosmo made points at the end, but I just yeah. was, like, two and a half chapters of Bane tripping and then that one chapter of Cosmo and I assumed like I did last week where I was like Van Helsing will get his time um, mm-hmm. that Cosmo will definitely get his time um, to shine so it gave it to Bane special shout out to Cosmo for also sucking um, Yeah, but Bane just really gives me like Why why are we still are like oh are you still talking about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh oh we still mad about that thing. And I think his like response to the time freeze is also what pushes Cosmo, right? Like it's not yeah. like like Cosmo wasn't gonna do that on his own, right? So like that's also why I benched Bane and like he's kind of the catalyst for I, I mean, also think there's something like very sinister about taking a tragedy. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. exploiting it for your own agenda mm-hmm. so quickly i mean we know when yeah. and, like isn't he the baddie too it's like he did it right? uh no no oh i thought he did it i can't but, remember if he did if he he might have been involved i can't remember if he was involved or not but he's not the i don't think he's, he's baddie but yeah, i think he's not the yeah. one who yeah Mm. He's not the he's not the he's not the the top baddie. He's not the Big. doer. He's not the doer. So he's not the yeah. Okay, but and that kind of makes it even worse because it is just like an actual tragedy that he immediately was like, well, how can I use this to push my own agenda? Mm-hmm. As opposed to I'm going to make this tragedy so I can push my own agenda. Right. So gross. I uh I have guns uh, for both of them. So I took them both out. Um, and I also, uh, I just really, like, I, you know, I hate a tyrant. I hate um, ascension to ranks and to, like, once you get to a level, like, of power, your idea of use of power is suppress others. I hate that so much. Um, Cosmo, I don't know what he did to become a steward, but I wouldn't question if he did some shady stuff to get there because he has methods that I don't agree with overall and I also um what did I want to note oh I also feel a way about the fact and this is like a light key honorable mention to the bureau um but I also am blaming Bane for this of Amari cannot conceptualize being able to visit Quentin without being part of the bureau like, how dare they not allow Quentin's family access to him while he's receiving medical care because they're not part of the Bureau? That pisses me off. And to really, like, to take away Amari's access to her brother 
while she's the when she was the one who found him and she has not been able to see him this whole time because he was away in australia and now you're taking away her ability to see him while he's in the same freaking city as her is dreadful corrupt morally bankrupt behavior f you bane for that and so that's what i specifically have for bane period thanks y'all thank y'all for listening um Make sure you let us know your MVP and bench. You can uh, put it in the form. Um, it's in the show notes or on our website, um, Black Nerds Create. Or you can just, you know, maybe not tweet, but like put it in the comments or um, on Instagram or Tumblr and let us know who your MVP and bench are and why. Um, and then we'll be back next week for chapters seven through nine. Wither Team is a part of the Black Nerds Create Collective. If you want to keep up with our content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Wither Team Pod and at Black Nerds Create. Bye, y'all. Bye.